Lawyer talk. Off the record, on the air again. You know, we're just bringing all sorts of guests to the table here these days. It seems like we can't do a show without a guest showing up. I didn't even know we had one. The studio's magnetic. You didn't it know is. you had it a show them, or a guest? Either. I, I guess I sort of <laughs> knew I had a show, uh, but we do have a guest. So it's Missy, a long and distinguished list of guests. I, I, I mean, I got you. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Missy. How do you pronounce your last name? So no, I want to see how you pronounce it. I would have said Chaffins. And you would be half right. I would say <laughs> Chaffins. Half of them pronounce it Chaffins. We pronounce it Chaffins. Chaffins. But it's either way is correct. Well, it makes sense. You got the double F, which sort of hardens up the A, right? Isn't that what they say? Uh, yep. Uh, no, see, that was just a normal <laughs> thing I said. Now, I don't know what you've taken of that. We had a baby. It's a boy. Yep. It's a, yeah, yep. it's a boy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, a couple things. Uh, you know, the, it, 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 should we start with the guest, or we got to wrap? We got to wrap up at least, or get the wrap up of uh, the bank's trip to Nashville too. So, all this on the table here at Lawyer Talk. We got. Uh, we can start wherever we like. On. I mean, I can, I can. Well, it's sort of related. So, you've done some stand-up comedy yourself. I once, I did. Oh, you did one time okay. with a. It was a benefit for the real estate industry. Kenny Mock was my coach. Oh, Kenny. Um, Jason Banks and his guy beat me, so I hate them. Jason. Did, did you volunteer for this? You say, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. Well, they asked, and why would you say no? It's three minutes. You can't fuck it up that bad. <sighs> oh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you, you can. can. Yeah. Okay, uh, sorry. So you'll just get censored. Okay. No, but, we won't. I should apologize to my censored. parents ahead of time. No, I'm we're so not censored. Sorry. Okay. Well, the millions of listeners. <laughs> I, want to do, I, I think I want to do it, but I'm scared to do it. Don't. Why? I don't know. It's the whole looking like an idiot thing, I think. I mean, you can look like an idiot on a I'm Tuesday. A you might as well look like an so, idiot on stage and have yeah, fun. Yeah, I think I want to do it. I know you're a little bit more nervous about it, Steve, I, but I, I think I want to do I, it. I'm petrified of such a thing. I just am. But uh, how did they help you in training? What, did, what, what was the what was the process? Well, hold on a second. Like, oh, yeah. let, let's let's call time. Let's let's back up. Let's start by a more formal introduction. Let's do that. So, Missy, what what on earth does real estate and stand up comedy? have in common now that sounds like a joke in and of itself it does really um it doesn't have it doesn't. anything to do right. with anything so what is your what, what do they, you do they twice a year there's a benefit at the funny bone and we pick a benefactor for all of the money raised it sells out because the real and, estate industry is huge yeah and you work for land Cell title agency inc Mm -hmm. In the real estate business what do you do there i do marketing and business development so i make things really pretty and fun and one of the events then that you guys are talking about is, is going to do this stand-up. So now we got a background. So we yeah, so yeah, we just brought yes. it right home. So now one of these events you did was a stand-up sort of uh, get coached up, stand-up impromptu right. for realtors. Right. So they have four people, four or five, that they ask to do it, and you get paired up with a professional comic. You work for, I think it's three weeks you have to prepare. Three with weeks? Oh. I was thinking like an hour. Oh, oh no. Three no. weeks isn't bad. No. You got to work on your delivery. And you got to work on everything. short. Man. Three weeks is short to get, and it's only a three-minute set. Like most comics have a good yeah. ten-minute, yeah. at least a ten-minute set. Did solid. you bring your own story to it? Did you bring your own thoughts, and Kenny just tweaked them, or did he say, no, this is what we're going to do? So we never really sat down and wrote anything until the day before. We would just go out and get drunk. Oh. Which was super fun. <laughs> so you had three weeks to get and, drunk, and then one day to be hungover and write. Correct. Yeah. So as we were drinking... I would say stuff, and he was like, "Write that down, write that down." And then let's. And I uh, had no idea how difficult it. comedy was. It's not no, easy. Yeah. Oh. Not a joke. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's a formula to follow, and I had no idea. 
What's the formula? Share, share, please. You gotta. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. you start off, but you and you have to circle back around. You bring us oh, back home. Right. knows all about it's circling. Yeah. Yeah. Right back home here it's kind of yeah. like writing an, an outline. Mm-hmm. You just, it's it's the only not as easy as it seems. So if seems. you can create like a buzz on or buzzword is probably the wrong word, but you create a topic that you find ways to get back to that each time. Correct. And say, see what I did? I just brought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So the my, only experience I think I've had that, and Bill, you've had it too, and maybe Steve, in a sense, if you've done that, we do a driver intervention program, so. People that get arrested for OBI, you go and you teach them about the laws and drunk driving and educate them. Oh, on you're it. those guys where people get stuck in a hotel for a weekend? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I used to do it. Bill is not our guy. It. He's our guy yeah. that does it. And I would have jokes, you know, just to keep it mm-hmm. so people would. Mm-hmm. It's weird to see different crowds react differently. Sometimes you get this roar that is like, that's hilarious. And other time it's like crickets. It's like, well, I think oh, I for sure. said the yeah, same thing right. I said last time. Right. It's like, so as a comedian to have to deal with that, it that's what scares me. Because well, you're always funny with your friends. For sure. You know what I mean? And it's like when you deliver it to people you don't know, they're kind of like, what, what do you mean by that? Well, and like, I wasn't worried to do it because I'm in front of 400 of my industry Holidays. And that may make it a little bit easier. That makes it worse. Oh, it makes, it, no, well, when you're it makes seeing people you know, easier. you laugh. There's probably laughing. You right. already you know your there. audience. You yeah. know what you're getting into. It's so much easier. And right. you're not scared, really, because you're like, I see these people all the time. And now I'm just seeing well, them I mean, from the stage. And you only see, what, three rows yeah. out? You don't strike me as somebody who's, uh, that's really shy. No, I was nervous as hell, though. Right. Before, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you why. I wrote it all out on Sunday. The show was Monday. I wrote it, printed it off, never read through it. So I went to the funny bone early thinking like, okay, I'll read through it here. I got this. Sounds like how I prepared that, for school. Yeah, totally oh, didn't goodness. happen. <laughs> so you had to, you essentially, did you forget anything or get, or, or find yourself If I lost? had to do over, I would have practiced yeah. at least mm-hmm. once. So you didn't do anything in the mirror or anything beforehand? Nope. Okay. I tried on my outfit to make sure that looks go. good. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. Other than that, no, Important I too. didn't. But I was talking about myself or my experiences, so it was easy to remember. I'm yeah. trying to follow that. Yeah. But it was I, fun. I, I don't know where I would fit because the people that know me that are close with me, my close friends, they know I'm pretty crude about things. Mm-hmm. I'll tell off-color jokes. I'll do that stuff. But like in this setting, I know there's a lot of people listen. Do you mention your mom listens? Like my mom or dad or my grandma or something. I don't want to say anything too bad. So did you feel like you had to censor yourself? No. You use all out. I don't care. <laughs> now, did you what, did you have no a, filters? No you colleagues, filter. Your boss. Now no. I'll filter myself in front of my parents if I'm talking to them. I'm not going to be rude and disrespectful. Right. But yeah. This was my thing, so I just kind of did what I wanted. So was it rated G, PG, PG thirteen, R, or X? R. Is there two X's? It was our. It was after, like a pirate that, show. Our. Yeah. After Arr. that, after that, you just you gotta go to the internet. I just remember yeah. sending it to my parents, and I told my mom, "I'm like, you can watch this, but please don't show it to dad." I say a lot of bad words. I talk yeah. about having sex. I talked about doing drugs and pooping, and I do not want him <laughs> to know these things, sound, dude. That's, that's my show. Right. Look at Bear's face. He just let up. My He's show. like this. Where can I find this? Right? (laughs) And then my mom texted me back and she was like, your dad was laughing the whole... I'm like, you weren't supposed to show him that... Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you know. Were you proud when you were done? Yeah. Proud that you did How many people do you know that stood up at the Funny Bone in front of 400 people? That's awesome. We were talking Mm. about it when Banks was here the other day and it it just seemed like... It it seems like it would be scary. It would be petrifying, almost. I kind of think, though, you would relate it to a trial. 
Mm-hmm. You're petrified going in, I but would. once you get your rhythm well, see, and you see trial, people laughing, mm-hmm. it flows a little better. It's like, I think stand-up, we said this with uh, Jason Bobby Banks here. Jason Banks. Do we have Bobby? Jason Bobby Banks. Who's he? What's that? What, Bobby Dodds? Bobby Dodds. Jason Banks. Kenny Mock. Kenny Mock. Jason Bobby Kenny Banks. Uh, well, no, when Banks, <laughs> when Banks was here, we said, I said this. I was like, I think a stand-up comedian would be the best person to do a voir dire. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because what I mean, if I do, you stand in front of a jury and you've got to talk, and you, it's sort of like what you're talking about at the Mary Haven, right? You got to stand and actually talk and interact with people, mm-hmm. and whether you want to make them laugh or you want to get them interested in some way, you've got to read feedback and alter what you're doing to connect with it in some way, right? And sometimes you just can't. Yeah, it's true. Like if mm-hmm. I tried to do that same performance in front of my parents and their friends and the people they hang out with. Right. Oh my God! Well, I wouldn't have. I you do wouldn't that. have. But there's still like, if you're gonna do stand up, you're gonna have people like that in the audience that aren't gonna get you. Yeah. Or at Camp Mary Haven. Yeah. Well, I've had people. I, I I've had crowds laugh, and Bill, you probably had this experience yeah. too. And then I've had maybe some older person or some female come up to me afterwards and say, "Thanks for volunteering your your time, but if I can give you a tip, you you probably shouldn't swear." Right. right like yeah. stuff like that. Like the whole everybody was laughing when I might throw a bad word into a joke or something and we're all adult here right people would laugh but then it would offend somebody well i had um, i had a couple older realtors that i'm i get along with their friends of mine after the fact we're like really concerned about my drug habit that i don't have right you were just making i'm like it's a comedy show you you have to make everything outrageous like no it's you, not. You expand right. on it. You blow it up. You go. For you go sure. Yeah. I was like, well, calm totally, down. You know. I mean, it could be a total fabrication anyway, and be part of a comedy. For sure. But it, I think that's a testament to either to how well you lie or how willing well, you are to expose of, your own drug habit. One of my one of, one of my favorite <laughs> jokes that Banks has is his poem. His his poem mm-hmm. joke, and uh, he does have two kids, but he doesn't have a third one on the way. <clears throat> right. You know I mean, but that's in his bit, and you know, I mean, he gets an applaud. Like, I'm a third child coming, and everybody applaud like, oh yeah, but he doesn't. Right. You know what I mean? So, the, the, you know, I mean, parts of it are true. You know, I mean, just mm-hmm. probably what went through his mind the first time he had a kid, but it just to make the joke right, he added in a third kid that's not there. You know, he's got another joke with a cousin that he doesn't have. Right. Yeah. I tried to explain it to the the one older gentleman who's like a super Fox News guy. He just believes everything that's said on there. I go, comedy's like Fox News. It's just over-sensualized. Like, it's not all completely true. You've got to add right. filler and make it fun right. so people watch. It's not all fair and balanced like CNN's what she's saying. Correct. Or C-SPAN. I thought MSNBC <laughs> no, was yeah. the fairest but, of them yeah. all. <laughs> I, I saw that. There was a bit that SNL did, and it was like right before Thanksgiving, and uh, they had Will Ferrell on there, and it, just, it was just this, this, this Thanksgiving. And uh, it's an Indian, and uh, and these pilgrims are sitting around talking. The one Indian is saying, he's like this, he's like, you get all your information from the fox, and I've warned you about that fox, and you're always talking to that peacock. Yep. <laughs> Don't believe in the peacock. <laughs> and, and, and so they're playing on Fox News and, you know, the MSBC with the so, peacock and mm-hmm. the fox, and why are you Jeez. talking to the fox, and why are you listening to the peacock? And, and It's then, all entertainment. You can only yeah. take it so seriously. Yeah. And they just referred everybody to the orange man. <laughs> And then there's I, that. I, they did. I did believe in that skit. They did talk about the orange man in there. there. You go. It was. It was all in there. So it was. It was a great skit. I really liked it. Enjoyable. I do have a Donald Trump cookie cutter for this same gentleman that we're talking about, and really? I do make the frosting orange. So easy. Oh. So fun. Like. 
Oh, and you've he made does him it before. Yeah, and oh, he totally appreciates awesome. it. Like he gets the humor in yeah. that, just not my drug habit that nope. I don't have. Now, you got to remember one of the first times that I met Missy, we were at the uh, the the rally for uh, or it was a fundraiser for uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. And it was at the Bernie Sanders event. Uh, Jason Banks was performing that night. And uh, who was, what was the Thelma Louise? What was her name? Uh, she showed up there. Uh, oh, shoot. Susan Sarandon was Susan, there. Yeah, Susan Sarandon was there. A number of other people were there and uh, came up, gave different shows. And it was like a variety show. A number of comedians, some music, uh, musicians were playing there. And uh, that was when I first started, uh, first met you. Yeah. We sat down. We had a beer. We were talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're full of energy. And uh, you seemed like somebody that seemed yeah, pretty cool. Somebody that enjoyed cookies. Mm. Hemp cookies hemp cookies mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so aside from hemp Fell cookies off. stand-up comedy <laughs> to the burning place dude we had at least give her an opportunity to, to plug your business so what do you do at land sell your marketing but tell, let's talk more about that um, Let's see what's going i on kind of i do marketing business development try to grow the company try to grow business for the agents and the lenders that we work with sit down with them find out what makes them tick figure out how to get a marketing plan for them to move forward and then i get to make pretty and creative fun things for them based on so marketing materials and stuff all right well that mm-hmm. sounds like fun what's the so what's a give us a tip what's the best marketing tactic out there the in my opinion yeah find out who you are and sell yourself and market that see it was mm-hmm. easy one. all she so was not say all podcast. it's not all it's cookie, not cutter. All cookie no, cutter no because you're going to want to work with the people who are more like you yeah. so if you put out who you are some try some and that's what i try to capture is figure out what makes you special? What makes you different from other people? Then you're gonna cl- you're gonna attract those kind of clients. So when yeah. you're showing people houses or they're listing their house, you're working with someone you like and you connect with. Yeah, man, that's so true. Though how many? It's like I've worked. How many people we've worked with marketing over the years upstairs in the in the right law firm, you. and it's just like. Yeah, they bring you stuff, and I, it's like, I hated all of it. I yeah. I've created my own logo. We created my. And it's like all of it because I just hated all of it. Yeah, you're becoming the logo guy. Yeah. He's drafted a logo for something else we're working on, like within two minutes. Yeah, we should. And probably everybody loved it. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you just got. I just Jared does it too, though. You did the. Uh, you've done a few of them. We're doing one for my, I, I my hand, son. I hand drew the comedians on South High logo. Yeah. Now we yeah. had it digitalized, but uh, the first uh, right. draft of that was, was a, like was you a, did. I mean, it was hand drawn. Just a, just sort of a rendering. I just yeah. close my eye. You just close your eyes and picture what needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And then it shows up. Yeah, I can't quite explain that. But is it hard to do marketing because it's all under the same umbrella, right? It's not like you could create a website for them if they're in the same company or do you work with different companies, individuals within each company? You see what I'm saying? It's like if we all work for Remax. Mm-hmm. Do you do you sit down I with them individually? I work with each individual person. So okay. I work with individuals. So just Jimmy Mason, who is in here, who's a realtor. Friend he, of the show. Friend of the show. He just was in a couple weeks ago and we sat down and worked out a six-month plan for him for marketing. Gotcha. There might be somebody else in his brokerage that will then come over oh, and, and we'll work with them. Okay. So okay. yeah, it's cool. not yeah, it's not for an entire company. It's each person individually. Now, yeah. If you are they, how are they? Are the is the individual affiliated with you guys in advance, or can they just hire you only for marketing stuff? No, they have to send us their um, title work. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So you, yeah. if they if they send you, if I'm a realtor and I have nothing to do with you, but I say, look, I sell lots of houses. You're going to do our title work. Can you help me with marketing? Then? That's how we. Yep. It's basically a service that our title company provides as a as a benefit for working for us. That's a really, oh. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting that's idea. A, it's like a value add mm-hmm. to right. the whole thing. For yeah. sure. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, we have on-staff attorney. We have a commercial division. We have a lot of things to offer. So if you're in the industry, it's kind of like a one-stop shop. Yeah. Things no, that we great. can provide that yeah. other people can't. 
Yeah. Well, we record uh, the comedians on South High on Wednesday nights. You guys all know that. And I I was unaware that there was a guest that was showing up or somebody that was just even going to stop by the I studio. And it, it happened to be right here, Missy. And I was like, why? Why? Because he was like, oh, there's this girl coming. I'm like, oh, I don't know who this girl is. But then when you walked in, it was like easy for me because I was like, oh, oh yeah. we know each other. Yeah, we, we go that, way this back is to good. Have a seat. Let's hook up on Mike and get it on there. And the next day, Jimmy. Who was in here, mm-hmm. and he contacted her about a, a marketing yep. platform that he needed to utilize, and he had some questions, and then you were like, oh, you, you got to check out channel511.com. Yep. These guys can help you out on, on a bunch of things that you need. And uh, he was like, she was like, you got to contact Jared. This guy, Jared Blin, this guy, I met him, you got to meet him. He's like, yeah, I, I, I've known I know Jared. He's, he's my boy. <laughs> but I was Just very like grateful on that call because I was like, wow, that's great that Missy was 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 promoting us. In throughout, you know, in her marketing, what she's doing there. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, you are very welcome. Uh, That is the best marketing, right? Somebody starts to repeat the message that you have, whether you even tried to make that happen. For sure. That's where networking comes in. That's where you need to know the individuals you're working with, what their needs are, what their pain points are. And if the more people you know, the easier it is to direct them and, and become the, a resource for someone. And that's the strongest referral. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get on a website, yeah. it's great. You got people making little comments, but if you got a good friend that used somebody and said, dude, they care, yep. it works, go to them, mm-hmm. it's the best referral well, you can get. It's like you have other people actually selling for you. And I do that for people all the time. So somebody asked me not that, not that long ago, they wanted a roofer or something, and I, or it was a, actually it was a roofer, and I, I knew somebody that could help. And it wasn't just that I was like, oh, here, call this guy. It was like, this guy's awesome. He came out. He did this, this, and this. I mean, he treated me right on the money. He did the, his work ethic was great, and most important, he showed up and finished. You know, it's like now it's not just me referring somebody. I'm selling him for him, and that's the ideal marketing. That's what I've always shot for in my business too. It's like mm-hmm. call Jeff, you know, and you see those like look read our reviews on the on the website. There's a lot of that. Those guys helped me out. It was tough. They got the job done. I can't, you know, that, that's what you want, and uh, you can't you can't pay for that. Nope. No. You can't. And most people don't just look something, like if they need a roof, they don't just pick the first person they find online. You, right. you ask around. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's the trick. You hope. You, you hope. would think. I'm, I'm not, not everybody, lie. but. Uh, yeah. I've, I've done it before. Well, so, yeah, that sounds fair enough. I don't want to make more calls. Just go over <laughs> and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Next Sucker. time call me, I'll probably know somebody. Okay. Yeah, she'll know okay. somebody. But then you said something else. You said you really get to know the people. And this was, you weren't down here. We had a conversation uh, off the record, off the air. On the air, off the record. We have a slogan. I always forget it. Anyway, we were we were talking off the record or off the air, and uh, you said that you you described this situation where you showed up late and somebody else is like going through all like here you can choose from this this and this and showing different materials, but your approach is a little bit different than that. Right. I want to know what makes you tick. What makes you you? What are your pets? Do you have pets? You have kids? Where do you live? What are your hobbies? Let's find something like that. You're out. Hone in on that. And let's make that you. Let's it's, make that who you are to the public. It's very much what you've been teaching me for years, Steve. It's yeah, like it we take familiar? Uh, very familiar. We take mm-hmm. that approach with our criminal clients. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? it's like they'll sit down and they're like, "Why are you ask me all this?" And Steve's just like, "Just work with me here. I want to get process. to know you. If I'm going to go pitch who you are, I got to know who you are." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had people pull us aside and say, "Look, I've had other problems and other attorneys. You, they, you didn't act like you." Yeah, no, it's and a, it works. It, it, it does. Freaking works. You taught me. And I remember the first time I saw you do it, I was like, man, I, I don't know where he's going with this. And I just watch it bloom. You know what I mean? It just and you, stuff emerges. Not only that, you develop that relationship with the person. And For you sure. have real deep trust in them. And that's who you're selling yep. or that's who you're yep. helping. That's who you're working with or for. You need to know them. Yeah. I, well, and more than the case, forget the charges. What brought you to my office? Mm-hmm. 
You know, know that's how Steve yeah. Steve looks at that. There, there had to be a reason that you got to this point. So let's go back and find this because yes, we're going to help you with your legal, mm-hmm. but we also need to help you as you. Right. And you wouldn't be able to find that out unless you asked them where they went to high school, you, unless you, you asked right? the questions that you do and go through. And it's amazing what you learn. Utterly amazing. Now, this it's funny. for On my end, on our end, it was sort of born out of my own necessity because I would, well, let's just say, I got a little ADHD issues, right? So I could sit down. Hey, cheers. And I, and I, could, <laughs> I, I could write down, like I meet you the first time and I write down stuff. and uh, But then I look at my notes and it's just like these black and white name number and i just like i don't remember this person right very well i need i need more so i would i, I would always call as we're getting ready for trial i, I bring people in and i say listen i'm going to act like i don't know you and we're going to spend about four hours here today and they look at me like like what are we going to do and i said well don't worry we're not going to talk about your case at all <laughs> yeah and we really don't i mean it really starts at birth it's, yeah. i hate to say it that way but it's like we go through in childhood issues. We go through parents' issues. What was it like in high school? Did you ever get picked on? Did you ever pick on anybody else? I mean, we just I mean, we just take it where it goes, and magic emerges out of that. It at does. The end. I mean, it just is. It is amazing the picture you get, and then in the, then the hard part is later, probably on your end too, because then you got to shrink it all down to like a three by five card or a postcard right. or whatever that is. But if you don't if you don't do it, then what's on that card? It doesn't even match. It doesn't, anything. and that's what I try to explain to people. Like you want to put out good content. You don't want to just throw crap on a wall and see what happens. You have to have purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. It has to represent you. You have to be proud of it. You want something that people are going to pay attention to. They're not going to pay attention to some janky, generic Everybody's got crap. some flowers in a vase. Correct. Please stop by. Nobody cares. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. You want to personalize it. Right. Open the door so they can walk in and already feel comfortable. Or they, like you said with the dog, they're yeah. dog lovers too. Oh, I love that dog. Yeah. My dog. It looks like my dog. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people have a dog like that. They're going to be really excited to see that piece of marketing yeah. with that dog on it. I love talking about drugs and poop. I want to hire her. Yes. I want yeah. to hire her. Yeah. Yeah. Sex. Sex too. They got to add that one yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when the attorneys go up on stage, it's in front of the jury mm-hmm. whenever you guys are on your trial. Right. So now when the comedians are looking for a laugh, you're looking to save this guy's life. You yeah. know what I mean? Your guys' show is a little bit different. And I, you know what I mean? I, I would imagine There's a little probably, more at stake. Probably, a, but I would have to say very similar in the stress lines. It, it, it probably is, yeah. It probably it, is. It, it, I was going to say, exa- I think it's exactly the same. I, I, would, it's, I would imagine it's an that outcome it is. that. Except for the other person's life. I mean, that's, that, the, that's, that's the hard part. But but as far as the. As, as far as how you act, though. As far the as stress levels. The feeling of standing in front of people, having to perform yeah. and, and deliver something that is not just a script, but dynamic. Right. And scripted at the same time, which in a lot of ways is harder because if you're going up to just wing it, you can wing it. But if you're going up and you think that your prepared script is going to work and it's not, now you have to change it. Yep. Yeah. So I always tell yeah. people it's you got to be adaptable. Right. Yeah. It's 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 like a play except the script can change in, in, in the middle of it. But it seemed like when talking to Jason, he's always like each show depends on each other. You know what I mean? Like he's leapfrogging. He's looking for a referral to the next club that said this guy was really fun. You know what I mean? So he knows if I bomb in front of this crowd, not only do I have to put my head down and my tail between my legs. I'm out of a job. I'm out of a job. I'm probably not coming back here. And now who else is out here saying don't use that guy? Who videoed it? You know what I mean? Who saw it? Who, yeah. It's like, yeah, I can get I right. get that stress. And then if you offend somebody, it's on YouTube forever. Mm-hmm. And well, I've had that same stress where it's like, oh, I didn't like that cross-examination or I didn't like the closing argument or I looked dumb there. Oh, now I got another case next week with Judge so-and-so. And, you know, I've had that stress before. Or even going in being like, well, don't look dumb here because you got these other cases with them too. You got to come back. You know, it's, which it's is, that constant. It, the irony of that thought, that thought loop 
is that the only way through that thought loop is not to care what they think later. You know, it's like, it's like, as soon as you don't care, then you perform your best. I know, but, yeah. but it's you, easier said than done. It's, you know what I mean? well, it, yeah. it's the simplest right. thing in the world to say it's right. almost impossible to do. I mean, yeah. for you to get up on stage and do that in front of your colleagues, you have to see constantly. That took a lot of guts and I get it. You're not a professional comedian, but no. And I'm also very transparent. 99% of the people in that room would have not been able to do what you did. Agreed. You know I mean, Agreed. Just like, That's no why way. when you asked if I was I'm proud of it. I'm not embarrassing myself. I yeah. guess I, yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. You did it. Yeah, I did it. You did I totally it. did it. But I'm also very transparent in who I am. Yeah. Much to some people's. Sometimes yeah. it's a plus, sometimes it's a minus, but at yeah. least they know. At least you know what you're getting. Like, yep. there's no joke with I that. I still don't understand how three minutes of, minutes of drugs, pooping, and, and, and sex didn't win her the title, but. What do I How did they vote? Did they do it on applause? Yes, and um, the other guy who won, they had like he had a crowd with like faces uh, on a stick. And, so they were rooting for mm, him. Yeah, you know, know, the do you feel like you did better than him? No, I have oh, no you really idea. Don't. I don't. I have no did you idea. Hear his, his I set? didn't. I oh. did not. I um, had a really pretty pink dress on. You know, I told you I tried my clothes on. Part of the act was these mom jeans that I bought when I was drunk. Right, um, I want a mom jean. I'll show you a picture. I don't even know if my explanation can do high, justice. They're so bad. Like, they're horrible. Yeah, yeah they were, like, yeah. up my rib cage. Almost cover, you, cover your belly button. Well, my ass was about three feet long. So that <laughs> yeah. was super. But yeah. I bought them after brunch. Even though my girlfriend said, don't get those. I'm like, I can rock these. I, I'm not yeah. worried. I'm not listening to you. Oh, no. And then I tried them on when I got home. And I yeah. was like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. So I went back and changed and wore those on stage. Because I figured if I'm wearing these jeans, it doesn't matter what right. comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's already funny. I've already got a laugh I'm just yeah. already, walking on the stage. I can't take myself seriously in these pants and nobody else can either. So. Right. Right. So I was busy changing. That's a good plan. So yeah. It's like yeah. what's your shirt, like your shirt when you go to trial, the Costco shirts. Oh, I got Costco. This is Costco right here. These are Costco pants. Kirkland, man. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirkland. Costco's kind of badass. You Dude, go the Kirkland stuff's amazing. It I is. just told him we were walking through Costco, and I was like, man, I think I need a couple new shirts and a new pair of pants. He's like, go for it. I'm and like, And you can buy like an air hockey table. Kirkland might contact me and sponsor this show. I'm not going to lie. What I is promoted the Costco. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. What's the Sam's Club brand? They got one too. I know. I I'll bet remember. you it's the same company. It might be. Just, just, just white label. It, it might be. I don't know though, man. Because isn't I don't know. Kirkland's really good. Isn't Sam's associated with Walmart? Yeah. yeah. See, Kirkland Mayor's doesn't Mark. cut. Kirkland doesn't cut. Or Kirkland doesn't Mark. cut Mayor's, corners, man. Member, members, members, Mark, members, members, Mark, Mark, members, Mark. They don't. They don't cut corners here, dude. They don't so employ Walmart, underage yeah, kids I mean, over Maybe. Samples, that Sam's samples Club are better is the official too. Show, or the official sponsor of Warrior so, Talk. We were heading down to Nashville, and the whole time going down there with Jason Banks, Zany's Comedy Club. They have multiple different stores, you yeah. know, all over the country, and well, not all over the country. It's it's uh, Chicago, it's uh, St. Louis, and a few other. There was a competition that was going on there, and we had talked about doing the show, and you know, I mean, it's a five hour drive down. We're going down, and we were talking about what we were going to do, and we never talked about the competition. Because his only competition that it was in his mind was getting the job. Right. Because what it was was a showcase. And sometimes you'll see they'll be like, you know, we're doing a showcase this month. And they'll have like 10 comedians. Well, a lot of times it's great for the audience. You get multiple people to watch. But the booker is sitting there. Yeah. And the booker is going to either be like this. You're, yeah. You're yeah. in or you're out. Yeah. So he wasn't worried about. He wasn't going there to like, I got to win this competition. He was like, I just got to do good enough to where they're like, he can do it. He can make it and we'll hire him. 
Yeah. And it was in Nashville, and uh, there were eight competitors. He was number four that went up. When we walked in there, a lot of these guys were local. And that's why I'm coming back to where you had, they had their signs mm-hmm. and had their pull-ups. Well, one comedian gets on stage, and I knew that at the end they were judging by applause. And when he walked on stage, it erupted like he just got done, like he killed it when he started it. So I was like, oh, huh. it's gonna this, be is, tough. this is going to be tough. And yeah. it was Pull up a, our it was, boots and, and try it was, this. It was a full crowd, and it was a full audience. And Jason had, well, I, I don't want to put him down, but uh, he'd had a steak the night before, and he believed he he wasn't feeling that good in the morning. Gotcha. And uh, he, and, and I'm not going to say that he, he didn't really have that much to drink. He thinks say, it's because he ate a rare steak. Did it come with like 15 and, beers? And, no, it didn't. Right, and so that was that was the real deal on that. Right. I was there and I saw how much he had to drink, but he wanted to know that if he had two glasses of wine and a beer, we had two glasses of wine at dinner, and then uh, we went to a bar and we had Sounds a beer. Sounds very romantic. He was, he was drinking the beer. Well, was that? <laughs> well, he ordered it, too. I was so sitting, cute. Hey, I ordered, uh, I ordered bourbon on the rocks there. Yeah, and he was like, did, yeah. I'll have the Pinot Grigio, please. And I was kind of uh, like, really? Did you guys split and, the salad, too? No, we didn't split the salad. It might be a salad. little too big. Can you split it for dinner? Did he say Whitney Houston, too, during dinner? We were talking about getting a steak. And uh, he asked how I like my cook and how he likes his cooked. And uh, I was like, oh, medium rare guy. He's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't. I was like, he's like, what about all that blood on your plate? I was like, I use that as sauce, man. Dude, I, I started did, doing it. I, I did it right in there. It. He was like, get out of here. You don't do that. So he started eating this steak, and it was not cooked what he had asked for. But he was like, I want to give it a go, Jared. You said that this is good. And he was eating it. Now, he got about halfway to the steak before he asked him to throw it back on the grill. And uh, later that night, he's like, man, I'm not feeling so good. He's like, do you think it was that blood in the wine? No, nah, that was <laughs> the blood in the wine. Now, you got to remember, he is also <laughs> the day before thing. applying for a job, you know, is, is really what he's doing. So he's got at stake, there's a lot pun of, there's intended. A lot, there's a lot of <laughs> stake <laughs> in the stake, yeah. you know, and he doesn't. And so going to the show, and, and he always goes in his own zone before the show. He's got a thing, you know, I mean, that he just kind of closes out. He's not going to talk. And he went up on the stage and killed it. Joke for joke, and they started with a laugh, and the laughs got stronger and harder. And I was listening to the laughs he was getting, yeah, and I was like, "Man, that's pretty solid." So yeah. at the end, they call they call all the comedians back up, and they start doing votes. And they came down to top three, and they asked them to leave there. And they came down to the two, and they did a double applause on that. And at the end, Jason won, which mm. was which he was probably like, "If I'm in the top three, I'm good yeah. anyway." Yeah, yeah. I'm, so it's I'm, icing I'm, on the cake. Yeah, icing on yeah. the cake. I'm gonna yeah. they're, they're gonna they're gonna put me in there in in their roster. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, other comedians were coming up to him. They were like, man, that was amazing. Uh, I feel awful right now. I, I, we can put her name in the show later. I don't want to say it wrong right now, but she flew in from L.A., a professional comedian out there, and she's in the circuit in L.A. She's in the circuit in New York, and she was looking to get some of the more Midwest circuit, which is Zanies. So once again, she is, for all points, more famous than banks she's a pro yeah. but she yeah. is yeah. still has to apply and still has mm-hmm. to go through on it and she we were talking afterwards and she's like i'm gonna be honest with you i thought everybody's gonna suck you know what i mean she thought she's yeah. like i thought i was gonna get here she thought is, it was just this a big time and it could be, be yeah. walking the park and then she asked jason she said why are you still in columbus ohio she was like, you know, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be this, she's like, you need to go to L.A. She goes, now, but things have changed in our industry with the Internet, with the marketing that's available, yeah. and things that are going through and going out. You know what Banks said? He goes, Dave oh. Chappelle's still in Ohio. He goes, he goes no. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's He's true. Like, he said, no. I'm Don't just, knock I'm, us. I'm part of this show on Channel 511 called Comedians on South High, and that's headquartered in Ohio. But so I'm going to stick around in Columbus. He gave, yeah. he, at, the I, end, at the end, he I did, have commitments. He did <laughs> give a shout-out to the Comedians on South High's podcast. 
and we talked with other comedians that were interested in being on the show, mm -hmm. coming right. through and more forward with it. But and it he was, talked about lawyer talk, too, was, right? Or? He did not. Ooh. He did not. Oh, okay. We did. Uh, he's trying seems to catch Seems like us. he was kind of a one-time guest deal there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when Kenny comes on, we'll see who sticks yeah. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby, it's kind of a trial for all three of them in lawyer yeah. talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But at the Don't end, tell them that they're being they're in competition. Right. Yeah. We, right. we walked out of there, and we were both, you know, I mean, I was just, once again, I was like his support group. You know, yeah. it, there wasn't a big crowd from there. My cheer is not going to overwhelm the friends and families and everybody that's been watching these guys and touring around Nashville and what they're doing. Because they got, you know, com a couple comedy stops and mm -hmm. open mics and these breweries that they do it all there. And when we walked out of there, I was like, man, I was I was like, that was I was like, I was like, I know this sounds kind of whatever it sounds. I was like, man, I'm proud of you. I was like, because you weren't feeling good and you were kind of yeah. down and you got on that stage and. It just, uh, yeah. it was, it was showtime and he was professional. You know I mean, this yeah. is his job. This is what he did. And he nailed it. Boom, boom to where they only got a short, they each only had 10 minutes. So now for comedians, he's got an hour, he's got an hour plus, but they've said before I'm, I'm in talking with these comedians and watching interviews, they say to get an hour set, it takes the average comedian 10 years. Mm -hmm. I've heard that too. 10 yep. years to yeah. get an hour. Really? Yeah. Do you know how hard Jeez. it is to do just even just to take the, 10 minutes? Well, that's why we yeah. see like minutes? the Kevin like, Hart's, you see the, these comedians that put out these specials out there, they're just unreal because they have new material so quickly. Mm -hmm. And he had such good laughter on a number of them. Like he said before, if he'd had more time, he would have let people continue to laugh. He kind of had to stop their laughter. So that time. He, could continue he had to, to adjust go in. his rhythm. Yeah, so yeah, he had yeah. adjusted and moved around there. Man, to where, not feeling good. Know. Michael Jordan, game six. A la. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show you. And I thought, I mean, I, this isn't too much of a surprise, but there's some notion that it's easy for comedians. They just walk up and do it, but it's a performance. Like, it's a, it's a job, it's a performance, and they have to do it. If you're not feeling well, you got to do it. Guess what? Do it. It's your well, job. and there's a lot of, there are a lot of elements to pay attention to and have to read and play off of. Just like you were saying, Jason would normally pause longer for some laughter. He had to tighten that up yeah. and keep yep. going. Yeah. And that's, you have to know yeah. what you're doing to be able to make that and transition. They applauded like you wouldn't believe. And this was before the voting. I mean, when he walked off the stage and I heard the applause he got, I was like, well, that's uh, heavy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that is heavy. Good. He's got a good chance up there. And look, once again, we had never talked about the competition. Weren't really concerned about the competition. But he was concerned about doing a good job, getting booked and going through on yeah. there. Yeah, And it just, I've seen them do those same jokes in a small crowd yeah. to where it's like, mm -hmm. same joke. Mm -hmm. It's weird. You know, it's, like it's, it's, it's so weird. weird. And then sometimes I was with him before, like when we went to the Bernie Sanders. Yeah. He was like looking at the crowd. I was like, well, I can't do this joke, this joke, or this joke. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. he's pew, pew. He's got a few of them there that he was like, I don't think I could do that. I was like, no, you can. But that was... You know, backside. Sometimes he'll see he'll he'll have in his mind his set, and then he'll see the crowd, and he'll be like, "This, I need another. Hold on." And he'll walk outside. And be like, I, I, I have I have to go rewrite my whole set mm -hmm. by the looks of this crowd here. Yeah. I think I'm gonna be. I I thought I wanted to do these five jokes, but by looking at the crowd yeah. here, I think I better you know take a couple out and I'll add these in and go with them there. It's trial, Steve. And it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it well, one he's got yep. he's got a grease joke about about you know the show Grease. And Kenny had talked to him on the way up there before because it's right. We weren't in down. We weren't in Nashville like on on the main drag there. We were we were kind of outsourced in between two colleges. And he's like, "Well, it's going to be probably a younger crowd. Do, do young people remember Greece? Will they get the joke?" 
And he did he did the grease joke, and it was successful. It killed. It, killed. it went yeah. through, and it hit right on there. But once he saw the crowd, once again, he's like this. I think he's like, I can do the grease. I, I can do the mm. grease. Yeah. You know what I mean, but if it was a bunch of 19, 20 year old people, he might not have done the grease. He, he might have pulled it. out one of his other younger right. jokes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. It is a lot like a trial. That trial, Bill and I, we just tried a case out in uh, Springfield, and uh, I had a whole notebook full of cross examination stuff I was going to do. And after the guy testified, it's like I didn't even take it. Just change. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, just, I just stood up yeah. and I was like, none of that's relevant now. We're going to change all that. Yeah. And so, so that was, was all part of Jared's master plan. You serve him a bloody steak. You want to challenge him. Challenge and, he, him. and he won. You're yeah. like, let's see what yeah. this guy is made yeah. of. You His know what comedy chops. Do you know Again, what doesn't have fine. blood in it? Nashville fried chicken, which is what's in Nashville. They have steak here, brother. Yeah. Got to get the Nashville hot chicken. Oh, yeah. How does, he, normally like, how does he like his steak anyway? Well Mid, done. Midwell. Midwell. Midwell to well. And then he's like, you going to judge me for that? Midwell like to well. Ooh, I can't do it. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. Yes, I, I am going to judge you. Well, just, I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, he puts ketchup on it, too. He's like, I'm just going to call it just out. You a, are being judged. Just yeah. get a salt My last steak. name ends in a vowel, and I'm going to tell you how yep. to eat your yeah. steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Bill, how do you eat the steak? Medium rare. Medium rare. That's why I started. I used to order medium. Now I've just switched to medium rare. And and depending on the restaurant, this is sort of like you have to judge your, you have to figure out where you are. Sometimes you have to order it rare knowing that no matter what you do, they're going to overcook it. Yes. So I order it rare often because I'm just looking around. It's like this place. If I say medium rare, they're not going to do that. Now the high-end steakhouses know what they're doing. That was. It was a high-end steakhouse. But to be honest with you, it was medium. That's what It was a... Oh, correct. you think it was medium? It, no, it, well, what he received it was a correct medium. So he's used which to overcooked steaks. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, so was, he's which, really used. That's not even that bloody usually. Well, the, the good the true pink medium pink is, hot is pink, not hot, pink warm. Warm center. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. Um, what, are we talking about steak still? Yeah. No, we're okay. talking about steak. <laughs> she, she's done that twice now. <laughs> Sorry. All right, all don't right. Get us, all don't right. get us on food, mm-hmm. man. All right, all right. We, got, we got foodies over here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like do you stay in this? You, speaking of marketing, do you stay in this arena? Do you have you had any thoughts or ever worked in marketing other places, restaurants, individuals? No, because comedians? I don't. I just made it up as I went along, so I'm just staying where I am, You're like, doing okay. what I know so enough they, of. Okay. Well, it yeah. sounds like you know people. I, I think you know. What I, mean? I enjoy so, that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what I do. But you listen to people. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can engage and listen and just observe. I think that's the most important part. It's what we do. I think that's what anybody in sales does. If you're if you're going to do it well. Or in life. In life. Just in life, in right. life it's a good skill set to have. Right. Yeah. Just to observe and pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people just get in their own way. They get in their heads and they're worried about what everybody else is thinking and what everybody else is doing. And before you know it, the time has flown by. Yeah, you can't. I, I always like to tell my kids, stay in your own lane because right now you're texting and driving. And you're driving me batshit crazy. Stay in your lane. Pay attention to you yeah. and what you need to do. You don't need to be looking around yeah. all over the place. Right. No distracted now, driving. What do you think? What do you think like the world right now and the world that we're in? Because I feel like I'm an uncensored rock kind of person, which I'm just meeting you today, but mm-hmm. that's what I get from you too. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you have to, because I'm constantly worried and maybe I shouldn't be about what somebody might think. Because I'm telling this joke that I think is really funny, and I know my closest friends would be really funny, but I don't really know Joe over there that's new to this. Is he going to think I'm some bad person? I feel like we but live in this world. But do you care about Joe that you don't know what he thinks? I feel like we live in this world now where we're in this cancel culture, you know? So do you feel like you have to censor yourself in the world you're in or with the marketing that you're that you're doing? It, it, worried all, about? it all depends on the situation. Like, you're a, a trial attorney. Like, you know, you've got to be able to read the situation. Like, if I was sitting at church with my parents... 
which I'm not going to do. But if I did, <laughs> I would I would be conscientious of who I was around, and I would probably not drop the f bomb or not on purpose. Yeah. I wouldn't talk about certain cookies. I wouldn't talk about Pooping. certain pooping. Right. Yeah, we just don't. Okay. But like in general, like if I'm just hanging out with somebody or if I'm at yeah. a dinner party, like I don't care. Yeah. You don't have to like me. I'm going to still sleep just fine. See, right? I like I like that. I don't have that person. I'm always worried about what everybody else thinks. I really but am. the it second is. that really you, but you can't go you can't set out to like be a dick and hurt people like you can't be oh a, no i, I don't you know think you're I like mean? that i just well, no, mean, that's what i'm saying i'm yeah. not like that so yeah. therefore i don't care i'm not out to offend anyone that's not my goal i'm not trying to make anybody hurt or sad or whatever right i'm just being myself you don't have to like it not everyone's gonna like you well that's the problem these days is that people are sort of taught almost the opposite of that it's like they're trying yep. to put responsibilities for your like they're trying to teach kids that their feelings are somebody else's responsibilities, like they've been triggered or all this other nonsense about uh, you're offended, so somebody else must be at fault for it, which is a horrible message. I mean, it's terrible. And I think you may have grown up on sort of a precursor to that message, which was yeah, uh, sort of the same, you know. But now it's really, really bad. Now it's horrible. And then couple that with social media, where everything you do is either liked, unliked, or not liked, or worse yet, not liked. Right. So they didn't even yeah. acknowledge mm-hmm. that I put that post out there. And yeah. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Well, and here's it's just so different. I mean, we're millennials. We're about the same age. Mm-hmm. These two are Gen X. He's a boomer. So you're going to have different. You're gonna I'm have different not a boomer. Too. I'm just kidding. Oh, wait. I am Gen <laughs> yeah, X. I, I just looked you. this up. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. wait. No, I'm not. I missed it by two years. I could have been a millennial if I was born two years later. What I think is, I was a millennial. I can't remember. I think 77. I was I, we literally just looked this all up. So 77. All right. So I 77's mm-hmm. millennial? That's the cutoff for millennials. Oh, I'm like deep in the millennial Like the, like the okay. oldest okay. millennial that you can The be. oldest millennial is born. See, I don't even define millennial by age anymore. I define it by your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can just tell. I mean, I've known plenty of p- younger people who work their asses off and don't complain about anything. I mean, I'm not saying all millennials do that. But you know, my like brother was born in 1980, and I always considered my little brother to be a Gen Xer as well, like the very end of the cusp of the Gen Xers. There might be a little overlap. I think there, there probably has got to be a little slide rule But there's somewhere. definite difference, I mean, in everything. Look, I mean, if you weren't alive when Star Wars came out. When did Star Wars come out? 77. 77, right? 77 I, I wasn't alive. yeah. I came out when Empire Strikes Back, I'm guessing. That was 80. No, you're you're at least Return of Jedi. I'm 82. I don't, I, uh, you, know, I you think, might be well, think, after Return of Jedi. Yeah, I think it, it, Return of Jedi was like 84, I do believe. No, was it I don't that know. late? Yeah. Looks like fan, we're going to Google some, search some, some, after this. Some fan will let us know here. Oh, no, sure. yeah. I heard there's a couple of uh, Star Wars fans out there. Just there's a, a couple. There's, there's, there's a couple. few. Somebody might be listening. Yeah, now Disney's got a hold of it. It's a whole different game. Yeah. Our, our, our guy, the, my brother, is huge. He's huge. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, Does yeah. he have costumes? No, he's not weird like that. He just says, <laughs> oh. yeah. See, now you've just insulted everybody. Say, now yeah, you've yeah. our show. Everybody who has a Star Wars There's costume. people that probably liked you, but then now they're like, It just so popped in my I'm head weird. like the, the people that go to the park and fight or whatever. They get in the costumes and what they fight. Or the LARPers. Or the LARPers. LARPers. Live yeah. action role players. Yeah. Oh. This is real. You haven't oh, seen this at the no. park? No, I have not. Oh, oh, wait. Like, I don't it's there. Can you let us know when it's happening it. next yeah. time? We can take the podcast I was like, holy crap, look at this. They're out. fighting out there with like wooden sticks. They got shields and no, some of them dress up in real armor. Full blown. Full blown real armor. Yeah, he doesn't do and that. shields and, and swords. I'm, I'm talking like medieval stuff. That's no, he's the guy that buys the ticket to opening night of the new Star Wars movie. That's the extent. Wow. I do that, but I do that for my kids more than That's what they all say. It's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, there are movies I would buy the, the opening run for, but not Star Wars, I don't think. 
I mean, they're getting pretty. I, I just, like I finally watched one of the other ones with the the mole guy. What's his name? Driver. Yeah. Driver. Adam. Adam Driver. I love him. I, I will you. marry you, Adam Driver, if you're listening. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I even tell know who you. that is. Oh, he's the guy know. that played uh, the black mask guy. No, 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 no. The other villain. <laughs> the other villain that had the black mask with the red sword. He Darth killed, Maul? He, no, not he's, Darth Maul. He's Princess Leia Kylo and Ren. Harrison Ford's oh, son. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? He killed he's, his my dad. brother was cringing if he's listening to this, by the way. He's, he's weird looking. Like, <laughs> he's like, what the hell? You think he's weird looking? I think he's odd looking. Well, I think you're beautiful, Adam Driver, if you are listening. And I just watched Marriage Story on Netflix. Have you seen that? Holy crap, he can act. Uh-huh. I mean, he can really act. So Were you I, so surprised by that movie? My wife got me to watch it, and I was, it, it's a tear, I mean, it's sad. I did not know where they were going with it. It's so sad. I just so. picked it because I had nothing else to do, and I love Adam Driver. I was if you're listening, I will marry you. <laughs> and I don't want to get married, but for him, I would. Yeah. I, I saw something next to it. Like I think it was Keanu Reeves, and, and there was a picture of Adam Driver. I didn't know oh, his name. And they I were next to each other, and they had like something in between. And they said, this plus that equals this. And it was it was perfect. <laughs> he is kind of a Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Except looking, with mm-hmm. looking dude. A little doppelganger-ish. Yeah. I think that's a word. It doppelganger. Is Isn't that like somebody who just follows people around? No, no, no. That's no. like, it's like your... Uh, Old, like what you call oh, your look little like, cohort. Your look yeah, like your mini me. Your mini me. Your mini me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you a couple of real. Do we want to talk more about Star Wars or should I? No, we're done. No, we're we can talk about real estate. I'm like, but she's, is, the, she's the kind of guest that we just have fun with her. Oh, no. Talk about bust. whatever. And this will yeah. lead to more, I suppose. So, what is. Uh, I got. I just wrote down some questions here. So, how do I. What's the best way to choose a real estate agent? Oh, boy. Ooh, I would interview. Yeah, it is. I would ask friends and family. Yeah. That for yeah. referrals, I think referrals is the best way to go. Sure. I always want. Does it matter? Like when somebody says, say, take Central Ohio. Don't it's, pick somebody just because their pictures on a shopping cart at Kroger. Right. right Man, right, there. Right. I I had my house listed. It didn't sell last year, but it, I got I get the same. Well, you didn't use her mailing. You didn't yeah. Use her company. So. This guy, I'm not, I don't even remember his name, and I don't know if I'd say it anyway. But I get the same stuff. Actually, not even the same. I get a lot of the same stuff and more of different stuff with his face on it uh, every day mm-hmm. for a year now. I mean, it's it's insanity. I'm, I just wonder how much he's paying for that. What's the obsession with like the I face got a thing? Is that just the connect- <clears throat> marketing wise? I guess that's just connection, so you can see the person. Like we don't send out letters from our office with like people do though faces of our team. People do. People go to court and they figure out who's been charged with crimes and they'll send pictures yeah. and all mm-hmm. sorts of nonsense. yeah. Well, yeah. I meant like for real estate agents in particular, when I feel like I get a real estate ad or promotion, it's always pictures of them or. And why I've do they heard, always. And I've heard like, I've heard alternate arguments on this. I'm a big proponent of your face should be out there because right. you want to sell you, not your brokerage, not who you're working right. with or for you. Or and if you your sit down face, with a client and you see me, you're like, we're going to put your face on a thing. You see Jared, you're like, dude. Let's hide Maybe your face we should just bit. not put that on the car. And why just they, not put that on the What f- about the car? It seems like they always because have Because of all the obsessions people will be following me. Stalkers that I'll get. Maybe a Cadillac. <laughs> That's what I like about the beard. He's always looking out for me. He yeah. doesn't want me to grab stalkers because they'll become yeah. obsessed with me by mm-hmm. pictures yeah. out there yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right, I want to hear about this. I want to hear about the cars. Why do, why do realtors always seem to have the. Because I think it's a. Okay, so when I first got into the business, I had my daughter's 2000. It might have been a 2000 CRV that I bought from her. So when she moved to Colorado, she didn't have two cars, right? I loved that car. I didn't care. I thought it was great. It ran. The air conditioning worked. The heat worked. The stereo worked. 
And uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, you cannot drive that car. Like, you cannot have clients out in that stupid car. It's so old. And it has, it literally had 300,000 miles on it when we got yeah. rid of it. Yeah. I didn't care. But there is a perception mm-hmm. of your success based on what you drive. I, I now drive a, an Outback, a mm-hmm. station wagon covered mm-hmm. in Grateful Dead stickers. Because I don't care what you think, <laughs> and I love my car. Yeah. You, we can get in Covered or in drive yourself. Me or my car. Right. Who's, yeah. who's going to help you out? The yeah. car? You're getting in here. You're probably going to be listening to some jam bands, and you're going to have yeah. to hear me sing, and you're going to be okay with it or drive yourself. Yeah. But I think it's a perception that it's a success thing. So if your realtor ah. shows up in a $100,000 Tesla, they clearly know what they're doing. I would think they're trying to, I would think they've spent all their money on a Tesla just to impress me. That's but what I, people that that's how that. I would view yeah, it. Yeah, she's very much like we are here. Mm-hmm. It's I like if you want a marble table to sit across from and, and people bring in coffee in and out and donuts, then you got to go down the street to somebody else because that's not us. Yeah, but you want good legal work. Right. I mean, really, who becomes obsessed with automobiles and cares but so much about their cars? Yeah, yeah. Who would have a motorcycle? Why would you buy a second motorcycle? Who would do that? We kind of had a discussion last year at work about dress code. Like, they wanted everybody to dress super professional and (laughs) whatever. So, and we weren't supposed to wear jeans. So every day for probably four months, I wore something denim. She's wearing jeans right oh, now. Every day. I would either wear a denim dress or a denim jacket. Just to spite him? Uh, pretty much. But not and, jeans. But I told him. I said, I think this is stupid and I disagree with it. So I'm going to fuck with you <laughs> until it changes. <laughs> and it changed. But I said, you have pe- Like, I understand there's certain times where you want to look professional and very put together. I'm in marketing. Like, I'm meeting with realtors I want to come across, I want to be approachable. I don't want to yeah. walk in in stilettos all like, I'm better than you. You want to look, look yeah. like you work. Right. I want to be on your level. But I yep. think there's a lot of realtors or people who are still stuck in that old mentality where they have to See, dress to the nines, super expensive That comes back to what you're saying. Yeah. I'm doing this because the guy before me did this. Right. And the guy behind, we should all just follow this one line right. and march in the same road. And you're like this, why would we do that? Right. This way's quicker. Right. Well, and there's people that I work with, one lady in particular, she is always just dressed, heels, she looks beautiful every day. That's who she is. That's good for her. She mm-hmm. would look stupid if she came in dressed like me. I own a Tupac dress. I love that thing. What's a she, Tupac I don't even dress. know what a Tupac It is a dress that has Tupac on the front of it. <laughs> that <laughs> is amazing. It is amazing. And do you know how many people like love it and it starts conversations yeah. and it's great? But she... She would, that would be terrible for her. Right. Yes. You know? I, know, yeah, I don't know this woman, but you, I can tell you just, already. I can right? tell already. Mm-hmm. That would be terrible for a lot of people, right. probably. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You have to be comfortable in who you are and what you are and what you're trying to gain out of life. Yeah. And so you don't, I don't like putting people in the boxes and pigeonholing them and expecting. Well, anyway, I, the dress code changed, I, I think and it, I drive a station wagon. I think it backfires though. I'll back for good all cars, the reasons. I love it. It's like if you if you're driving a fancy car and you shouldn't, then people know it. If mm-hmm. you're if you're wearing fancy clothes and you don't aren't comfortable or you're just doing it for the job, then I I can tell. It's like, look, dude, it's a hundred degrees out. It's noon in July, and you're Do showing you me this house. You need a three piece suit, and you're sweating ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, go put some shorts on, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like I'm not buying this house, or not. I'm not either going to buy or not buy the house because of what my realtor's wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. No, and it's like it wouldn't factor in at. I'm all. not going to lie; it would factor in for me if my realtor shows up in a Tupac dress. 
Then you're buying a I house. I believe in everything they have yep. to say. <laughs> you're like, but this see, is amazing. But that wouldn't be for everybody. And that's where I come back to. If you're being your authentic self and putting right. your authentic self out there, then you're working with people right. who want to work with someone that shows so, up in a Tupac dress. That's what we tell, I always tell us to clients when they ask what they should wear to court. And I always, yeah. I always, I always tell them, well, for, there's a certain level you have to meet. I mean, you don't want to wear the Budweiser T-shirt and shorts to the drunk driving trial, but... <laughs> People have done that. Or the mellow yellow shirt. Or the mellow, <laughs> mellow yellow. Uh, but I, people ask, should I wear a suit? And, I'm, and I ask, my, I always ask, when's the last time you had a suit on? And, Does it still fit? <laughs> well, invariably, the answer is never. Right. And if you've never worn a suit, then the first time is not the time you're showing up for your right. trial. Right. You got to be comfortable. It's like you're going Remember to we had, look- a, we had a client that came in and asked for paper clips. Because the only shirt he had for his trial was a uh, uh, French cuff. Ain't having cufflinks. cufflinks. He's like, would you give me some paper clips? Oh. <laughs> you know, I had to go. This was a, a custody, whatever, family issue. And I had to go to court for like the final thing or whatever. And I showed up in a bright pink T-shirt that said, I just came to dance. And I wore like At dress. Court? Uh-huh. And I wore dress pants and a little like blazer over it. <laughs> Lighten the mood. And we won. I just came to dance and do you, win. Do you think you won because of the shirt or despite the shirt? Both. Both. Who knows? Yep. I didn't ask and I didn't honestly I, care. I still <laughs> remember there's a poet defender that still works in the courthouse to this day. She's hilarious. I won't name her because I don't know if she wants me to. But there is a shirt out there that men wear that has a name for it. It's a white shirt, tank top. Oh. The mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. The wife know? beater. You mm-hmm. can't the wife say that? Beater. Uh, is that politically incorrect? I, said, I don't know. We're not on Fox or MSNBC. <laughs> We're fine. So anyway, no, I'm curious, so is, that, is that a no-no thing to say, wife beater? I no, know. I guess not. My Just son has them, and that's what we call them. House, <laughs> <laughs> that's because Italian, your name ends you know. in a vowel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Italian. Well, she went. She took it a step further, and she's hilarious anyway. But she went and asked for a continuance because it was a sentencing, and she used the term "bitch beater." So oh. she goes, hey, can I get a continuance? Because my client just showed up in this bitch beater. <laughs> Love it. And it was a domestic violence case. So she's like, I'm thinking I should get him oh a shirt and goodness. tie. Gracious. And then maybe we can do the sentencing. He showed up. Yeah. 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 Yep. So he so fit he all was, the profiles. He was just in there. <laughs> but I will say like 4C. Yep. 4C yep. is the yep. place. Check. So 4C in this court over here is like a raiment court for misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. And one of the jokes in 4C is yeah. there's always somebody in there that just like didn't get the memo that you're in court. They have some <laughs> shirt on that says... I don't care what you say. I'm smoking weed for the rest right. of my life, or something. You know, it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. With shorts and that on. And so they're standing charge, up there. We'll, we're like, we'll let that go. Yeah, we're standing up there. And we're like, look at this guy's shirt. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Is he, yeah. Oh, well, I just came to dance. I wasn't smoking weed. Well, or I would appreciate that. Beating yeah. bitches. Yeah. So we're cool. There's a yeah. there's a balance. There's a balance of of, of being just. A, I mean, you can just go off the rails with that one sometimes. Like, well, you can't just say that's what makes me comfortable and show up. For your domestic violence sentencing, wearing a wife yeah. beater, it's like with the fresh yeah. spaghetti stain on the corner. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like there. I get it; that makes you comfortable, yeah. but that your one's belly button yeah. like shows through because it's judges, so thin. Judges mm-hmm. have started; they start to have fun with it though too. Well, I, there's I mean, a judge that I think I told the story on here once before, but a gal came in with like her hair really spiky and big chunk spikes up like this, and she asked for continuance. He's, "Yep, I'll grant your continuance. Can I ask you a question, ma'am?" And she goes, "Yeah," and he's like. Have you ever been to Outback Steakhouse before? And she's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you ever heard of a blooming onion? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I love that thing. He goes, why are you wearing okay. Yeah. Me too. And like everybody in the crowd got where he was going, but it just over her head. She flew over her head. Yeah. I, know, I think I know who that was. Oh, you know who it is. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the name out of it. Though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. 
So image matters. Yeah. But you got to be yourself. So you have to have that mix. You just have for to some be, people, you have to know what your works. image is. And if your image is uh, less than what it should be for the occasion, then maybe you got to convert it up a little bit. Stay in the same theme. Right. Yeah. Now, a decade I mean, there are certainly you... events that I go to. I love wearing heels. I like. I love getting dressed up. Right. But if I'm it's a Tuesday and I'm meeting with Jimmy that was just here, I don't need, you don't need that. To. Right. And I don't right. want to. Yeah. Like, you just have to be somewhat intelligent. Yeah. On how yeah. life works. Yep. And adapt to it. Yep. Yeah, well, that makes sense. A decade ago, I do believe you were like this. Now, Jared, I do think you should shave your sideburns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I already knew that. I already, I was going to do that. And that has to do. You're going to do that, huh? I've never known you to not have sideburns. Wait, you're, you're getting rid of them? I kind of no, feel like that's ago, you. A decade ago, oh. I did. Oh, for the okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going into oh yeah. for oh that. Yes. You're going into yeah. federal court. Yep. So this is we just had another client. Bill and I were talking yeah. to a kid, and he's a great kid. He found all sorts of trouble that everybody would know all about if I even referenced part of the case. I'm not going to mm-hmm. reference anything about the case. But um, he is. I could just see there was either a question from mom or somebody else about uh, how should he his look appearance. in court or should he shave his beard or should mm-hmm. he do whatever. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, he should. And, you know, there's a certain degree of you, you got to bend a little bit at times. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. And some of it has to do with age. So a yeah. lot of kids who think they have an identity, they don't. They're developing or they're taking on somebody else's and they look ridiculous or it's an identity that's really bad for their case like in this one that right. helps right. show respect that's probably different well. too correct you're, you're showing mm-hmm. respect for the court system you're showing respect for the judge that is there you're coming into his house right now this is yeah. his courtroom yeah and i think that it might be small but i believe that the show of respect towards them is going to help you down the right. road it makes you feel better too so there's that balance where you have to raise it up just enough to stay in your comfort level yet comply with the or comply with the court's yeah respect aspect but then stay within your comfort level because right Man, I'm telling you, people that don't wear suits, there's like common things that I see. That have you ever, have you ever had to ask anybody to remove a nose ring, like a big one of the big hoops? Oh, rings. I was like, not, no. not a side, no, no, not that. Would, the, your nose piercing is <laughs> fine. Mine's all I'm talking, I'm talking the ox. Oh you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, which I, I, I can't stand. Those. I have people take the big I hoops, hate the hoop, the stretchier. Oh, the cages. Yeah, yeah, you're stuck take, with those. I mean, the problem with that is it almost looks better with them in. Yes, it's just hanging there like a like a chicken neck. I had a juvenile client who's charged with a turkey neck or whatever. Some it was a it was a long long time. It was a drug case, and he showed up. He was probably 15, 16, 17. He was he was in his teens at some point or uh, early teens and he showed up wearing this complete black ninja outfit inc- were you like the lopers are over there including <laughs> including face mask what and i'm looking at him including face it's mask. like his face was covered in something and he's like well i'll take that part off when i go into court and i was like what at you- this point just leave it on <laughs> like, maybe you- they won't know who they're talking to what are you thinking he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like hi like, dude, this is probably not going to play too well. And it, it wasn't that it was... <laughs> Did you not get that out of him in the four-hour meeting that you had earlier well. that he was really uh, into this was, martial this arts? This is in my very, very... Oh, it had uh, nothing to do with martial arts. That's what four hours... That's when it started. Yeah. It, <laughs> some of this started as... Some of this was learned on the fly. But no, that, that I guess I wouldn't have thought I had to tell somebody not to wear that. <laughs> Right, it would it's be intuitive. Like in the list of things. So usually, I mean, hey, somebody shows nice up in a hat. It's like I get it. Look, dude, let's add it. Don't wear ninja stuff. You know, the hat stylistic, but you got to pull that off before you go into courtroom or yeah. like shorts. Yeah, shorts. No, you don't, don't wear shorts. There's a judge court. in Franklin County that would not. You'd have to get a continuance. He would not. I mean, I kind of look at it. If you're in shorts. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would think like a judge is like the parent, right? 
So yeah. when you're like reprimanding your children or you're trying to discuss with them what they've done wrong, you ex- listen, pay right. attention, right. show up. You can hate my guts all you want when you walk out that door, but right here, I'm the one right. in charge, not you. And you I'm see all kinds it, of stuff. Not you. You see all kinds of stuff, yeah. like yeah. eye rolling, or the, the you can just see their body language, just frustrated, and mad to be there. And the judges that are really in control of their court, they'll call them out. I mean, they'll, so, they'll call like them out. Why, 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 why are you like, looking uh, at me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. in, in court, I, I apologize to the court system. I turned around, I apologized to my parents. I apologized to people that were there to support me, members of my community, because mm-hmm. I had a restaurant in the town that I was in, and I had members of my community that were there to support mm-hmm. me. They had known me years before I got in trouble, and I turned to them to apologize to Johnstown, Ohio. Right. And some people don't want to do that. No. Yeah. No. Well, especially if they don't feel like they did anything wrong or the system's against them or they aren't looking within themselves to see if the mistakes they actually made mm-hmm. that are the result of their choices. Again, like yeah. parenting, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of times where my kids are like, well, I don't feel like I should have gotten in trouble for that or whatever. But you did. Right. So here's how you got to handle it. Uh, right. And it's are not you, by rolling your eyes yeah. or showing up the in example, a ninja costume. The example I always give when somebody's giving me that crap is I'm like, all right, well, look, I, got, I have cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't want cancer, right. but I can't deal with cancer, but I can't do the testing, but I, I don't want to die. Okay, but we have it. Right. So now what are we going to do about it? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's like, a product I can't of the times, it. again. Yeah. It's like people are taught that reality doesn't exist. If people are taught that reality is some social construct of unfairness. Thank God. I thank God above. And it's like, look, man, this sucks. You're going to have to deal with it one way or another. And you can blame everybody else on the planet, and you're still going to have to deal with it. You still have to do it. And uh, people just cannot accept that stuff. And it's more and more. all day. Uh, we yeah. see it more and more daily. I like, go, oh, well, I was, I was just going to say, I like to... We are just going to say at the same time. Um, I like to think of things in reverse engineering. What do you want the outcome to be? What do you want to be the end result? Let's work toward that. Because acting like nothing's your fault and everyone's against you, where's that going to get you? Don't come to me with problems. Come to me with solutions. Correct. Sometimes you have a proper solution, but at least you come to me with a solution Mm -hmm. and not just a pile of shit. Correct. And I tell that to my employees all the time when there's an issue. They come to me with, they'll just hand me all these problems and then leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. Now, I maybe, see this issue. Mm, How about we fix yeah, it this way? Yeah. What do you think? I was thinking we implement this mm-hmm. because of that. Not just being like, well, that's there. Let's do this for that. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, well, that's, we're close, but what if we add this? Great. You go a lot farther whenever you're looking at it in that end. And what I was going to ask when I was over talking to you was that I would imagine that the closer you get to know a client or a person that you're working with, one day you might wear the I just want a dance shirt, but you like these people. So the next day you're like, hey, I do like to dress up. Yeah. So today I'm going to go ahead and wear this because I feel that it's going to make them feel more For comfortable. Sure. Right. For sure. Or you might dress down. Mm-hmm. Because it might make them feel more comfortable. You are care. You care about how they feel. Yeah. It's not the Missy show. Yes. It's relating with the people that are around yeah. you. But yeah. still being authentic to who you are. Yeah, that's you gotta a be subtle, real. Mm-hmm. That's be a real. subtle but huge distinction because there's a lot of people that would do that and then take their ego cues from other people's reaction. But you're not. That's what you're talking about is the opposite, right? You're not talking. You check about, your ego at the door. Yeah. yeah like you can leave that in the shower when you're singing. You're talking Nobody about else not wants to be around that. people, but making them comfortable. Right. Right. And that's a, yeah. those are totally different things, right? right? So I feel good when I make you comfortable is different than I feel good when you think I'm great. You know, th- yeah. that's like, uh, those are two yeah. different things. Or I feel badly when you think I'm not great. And like you said, you're comfortable in who you are and what you did. And you never hurt anybody on purpose. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. If your yeah. intentions are good, 
yeah, like I said, check your ego at the door. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to be around that. It's not about you. You've got to learn how to yeah. get through life. You're and hired. Be a good be, person. Yeah. <laughs> well, Man, people like people you like people that are real. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, people like people that are real. It reminds me of the what's the Will Smith movie where he takes care of the boy? Like it's not secret of my happiness. Pursuit of happiness. Pursuit. Pursuit of happiness. Do you remember when he goes in the interview and he had to get the kid off the thing and he spilled the paint? paint? Yeah. And he goes in there and they're like looking around. They're like, "What? I mean, what do you want me to tell these people if I were going to hire somebody like you, looking the way you do?" And he's just like, "Just tell them I must have had one heck of a pair of pants on." Because he's like, his shirt is just covered in paint. You know what I mean? But he's real, you know, and and realness goes a long way. And that's Mm -hmm. what, you know, having that attitude you have with just saying, look, my car, it's covered in Grateful Dead stickers and I don't care because that's me. And I did a closing not too long ago that one of the realtors I work with, I found out that he's also a huge Grateful Dead fan. We go to shows now. He bought me a sticker for my car. There you go. You find people that are like, are like-minded. And you would never know. Ever, ever, when you first meet this guy, knew him right. for two years and had no clue. There's a lot of closet deadheads out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all awesome, most of them. <laughs> so back to real. So we, you said uh, find somebody you know for real. We're going to circle right back to this question because uh, I had this issue. I don't know how we got sidetracked, but so I have this We're notion that, that in Central Ohio, Costco. that you should, if you live in Westerville, Brooklyn. you should hire a realtor. Says I specialize in Westerville, but then when you start to dig behind the marketing stuff, maybe they just sell houses all over Central Ohio. Is there some magic to that? Realtors are going to tell you they specialize in an area, and a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them live in that area. They know it super well. They've been there for 20 years. They they get it. But a realtor is going to sell you a house anywhere you would like. Like, they're not going to say, right. nope, I don't work in Pickerington. Yeah. They well, get paid for that. No, I know like, they will, but that's what they'll, they'll is it, do does it, it make sense to hire anybody to go to anywhere, or do you want to stick with the person who's been in that area for 20 years? If it, it were me... Matter? I would ask around for referrals, and I would probably interview three or four different agents. Okay. Because if you've ever yeah. seen the commission that goes out off of your house, it's usually 7%. So there's yeah. three and a half goes to the listing agent, three and a half goes to the buyer's agent, which you can't, whichever side you're on. That's a decent chunk That's of change. That's a chunk of change. You're buying a $300,000 house right. or something? Yeah. And I'm not, they've earned that. Like part of it goes to their brokerage. It, it boils down to a lot of agents make about $12 an hour when all is said and done oh, with the work put all in. work. You show them a ton of houses. Yeah. But if yeah. you think like this is probably your biggest investment ever, are you just going to like pick somebody? Right. That, no. Right. You, I would talk to several people, find yeah. out who you gel with best. Yeah. I got lucky. I got a referral of a real estate agent and she's been great. And she would tell us no. Mm-hmm. She, we would go to house and be like, man, we kind of like it. Da, 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 da. And she'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Right. I, wonder, I wonder what the home inspection is going to say about that. You want my personal opinion? You don't buy this house. Yeah. Now, I've had that she's both ways. That. And, and whenever somebody is just agreeable to everything, I am very suspicious. Right. It's Correct. Like, right. I yep. want to be told. And right. sometimes I, now I know you enough. You are working for me. <laughs> yes. Help me. Yeah. It's yeah. like now I know enough when they should say no. And when they don't, I'm like, all right, let's get the, mm-hmm. you know, we got the wrong person here because you need to be told as well, it, there's things that only they know. And that's right. what I was picking up on. Like, like I would be like, wow, this house is great. And, and she'd be like, yeah, it's yeah, nice. And the nuclear like, power plant right next door. Well, what's right. things, things that I wouldn't pick up on is, and she's like, look at the living room and then look at this room. And like, she could pick up on like, I think this house has been flipped. It's in an older neighborhood. They've got these, they've done these like two rooms, really nice sort of pop value when you come in, but you can see, 
the old, all the old, the old problems. rooms yep. that don't mesh well. It, just, and flip, it was interesting insight. And from, flipped yeah. with, with not correctly, like DIY flipped. Mm-hmm. Right. That drives me nuts. Fast. You know what I hate yeah. the most when I look at a house, when I look at how, is when the flooring is all different in different levels. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Flooring is different in different levels. So you walk okay. into the kitchen, they got wood flooring, and then you go his into the family room. His 50s and his diamond shoes and then are they too got, tight. They got like different flooring going different directions, and you have to step down or up. So you can tell there's like five layers under that kitchen. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go to the third room and it's old tile and you're thinking, well, that's going to, you got to rip that out because now I got five levels of floors and they're all different. They don't match. I now you know that because you I have flipped houses and you have gone in and done renovation. I've seen your work. It's I good have. work. And it's done right. People look at this and say, who did it? Like what, what contractor did it? And I was like, I did. And I did it right because it's not that hard to do it right. It just takes a little bit more time. I mean, no, it's yours. And you, you know, you I've done know it on houses yours. I'm selling though too, but yeah. it, it just it drive because it drives me nuts when it's not done correctly. It drives me nuts. You should see him. He'll finish something. I'm like, dude, it looks great in here, and he, and he'll find like an angle that maybe you didn't like. If like, this legal thing doesn't like work out, right you should there. look into real estate. You'd be <laughs> yeah. a great agent. Yeah. I, I know, but I'll make do your marketing. Bucks <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That is so true. It's like, yeah, yeah I, what do you have to do to be real? What do I have to do? Do I have to take a test or something? Can we yeah. just, yeah, can we just yeah. seven? I did. I was a realtor for six months. That lasted six, six months. months. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, because I worked it in. Would be hard. You, you, you right said you have kids. I didn't have the right car. You said people want to meet right. at like six o'clock at night. Well, see, I worked house. in finance briefly and I would do like closing and I would see what the commissions were. And I'm like, why in the hell am I not doing that? So you take a certain amount of classes. I think it's like 30 or 40 hours of classwork that teaches you, by the way, absolutely nothing, nothing the at all. Case. You pass the test. It teaches it you about Series the test. Seven? What's it called? The mm-hmm. real estate exam. Just the real estate exam. Why am I thinking Series 7? That's, 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 that's for investments. That's investments. Stock yeah. broker type yeah. stuff? Yes. Yeah. Series okay. 6 and 7. Yeah. Okay. But I did that and I, I sold houses for six months and okay. it sucked. I, which is why I have mad respect for the people I work with. I don't know how right. they do it. I'm not and, leaving and, and my the son's game. Are just like when we first bought our first house, mm-hmm. you have to be, you have to write the per because it's like, we're like, oh, but I really don't like the color in this room. It's like, we're not looking at paint. We're not looking at paint. You can change paint. You know what I mean? But yeah. some people don't see They'll that. They'll do that. You'll go in and be like, nope, I don't like this. It's a lot it. like doing yeah. our job, right? We mm-hmm. get people obsess right. over insignificant details at times. Yeah. And our job is to help them understand why that's misplaced. All right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I remember showing friends houses. I showed them 15 houses one day. And they're my friends. So in I was really day? nice. Yeah, it sucked. Oh, it gosh. Sucked. We never were that people. We've bought two houses. And I never were that people. We'd see maybe five to eight in both times. You know what you selected. like, right? Yeah. They didn't, clearly. Yeah. And anytime you walked into a house that was clearly a flip, right? Like it was all brand new looking inside. They had two kids. So there's a family of four. The wife would be like, I, this is it. I want this house. I'm like, it's three bedrooms with one bathroom. Why would you buy this house? That was my first like, house. <laughs> you're never yeah. going to fit in it. With, yeah. Like when the kids are older, like they right. were younger. I'm like, you're going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so pretty. I know, especially if you're looking at an area where nothing it's, is fixed yet. It's right. cosmetic. You, know, you don't think about stuff too. You're like, and you guys have a baby on the way. Yeah. What school district are There's we no in? basement. What are you going to do yeah. when these kids are teenagers? Yeah. They are going to be up your ass and you will hate me and you will hate life. You don't want this place. No, they're going to love you because then yeah. you get to sell it for them again while they change houses. No, because le- I left. <laughs> yeah, I got into title and marketing instead. There you go. I don't think I could be a realtor. I don't think I could be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm a podcaster. And it's just a podcast. Yeah. Podcast host yeah. This is way point. easier. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more fun at mm-hmm. times, for sure. 
the house yeah. we live in now, we've lived in 15 years. When we bought it, we were just out riding motorbike around. And we knew the area we wanted, found that house, literally stopped in the driveway, looked at it, had a sign, walked around. And I was like, this is it. And then we called him. And the shorty we, the we same way? The, yeah, we both, we both, both knew, agreed. We both knew that this was the house. Yeah. And we weren't showed any. You know, they, and then, then we were offered, you know, they're like, well, we can show you about a handful of others. I was like, no, I want, I want that one right there. And I, I love my house. That's how yeah, we bought our there house. For 15 years. I just, yeah, just drive around. I was like, that's it. That's the one right yep. there. We didn't even look at it. We were like, no, we'll just buy it. And our agent was like, well, you should probably set up a showing. And we're like, we, I mean, if you want to, we don't want to waste your Sunday. Yeah, like, yeah, we're right. going to put an offer yeah, on it. It's up to you. You know, speaking of appearances, too, the other thing that in my two house buying experience, uh, what I observed is people like how important it is to, to, to make the right bid. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's like I heard these stories about people being like, I'm not paying that for that. I'm going to be I'm going to say one hundred fifty thousand. Then it's like fifty thousand under asking. And then like they're not even responding to no. it. And, and it's and embarrassing second, as the agent to have to submit that. I would always call right. the other agent like, well, it's oh, gonna be my next sorry, question. this right. is embarrassing, but I have to do it. Yeah. My and our second time around, the person that we bought from kind of cared about who they were selling to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they weren't going to just be wishy-washy with bids and things like that. And it was just, a, it, it's a perspective I did not know that you had to take all that into, into well, account. They don't, they don't like it whenever you see the owners. That's why they always want you gone. They don't like it whenever a, a customer talks to the owner. I found that. Right, and they one time, they're afraid to come out we, the middleman. We, well, we, we, when we went to look at the house, the, the owners were supposed to be gone, hey, and, man, she, and she was just leaving. And I looked at the Google, and my house used to have an in-ground pool. And, uh, and they recently just filled it up. Still had the pool house that's out back there, and uh, which I turned into a bar. But uh, yes. it, it the, I asked her, I said, so why did, why did you get rid of the pool? And this is outside of Johnstown, Monroe Township. It's, you know, I mean, each house, they've all got acreage with them. And she was like, oh, well, we go out of town. The neighbors would just come over and be jumping in the pool. Yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, out here, they're just doing that? Who are the neighbors? Are they well, still there? Now that's what Would I they found. like yeah. to go to a yeah. bar? Here's the problem. <laughs> well, See, there the parents, is a dirt track that's, between the two houses now. That's so where maybe. The, now, the owner was a son, and he was born in that house, right? And they owned over 150 acres. So the house right next door was where mom and dad built. The door down was another brother. The door down was another sister. So there was a family that had built a row of homes. Now, she didn't tell me that I found out down the road once I met the neighbors that, that this was the house that that a couple of the neighbors were born in. Right. I didn't, I wasn't told that information. So I was just like, well, man, they just come over and they had to fill in their pool because so many people, <laughs> but now I started thinking about it. If I, if my brother lived next door to me and I had a pool and Absolutely. I went out of town, cannonball. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, him and his old yeah. crew are coming over, partying yeah. down, brothers out of town, pool party. Yep. We had an in-ground pool yeah. at my house and uh, the, the girls were early 20s and we were going out of town i remember my boyfriend at the time was like we'll just have the girls stay there while we're gone i'm like are you fucking kidding <laughs> like somebody's gonna jump off the upper level deck into yeah. that pool yeah. and not make See, it I, or make it who knows and yeah. inspire everyone else no way no she way. might I get a boyfriend that stays the whole time because you got a pool you know, when you're out of town, just, oh, just there cannonballing yeah. it off. Sort of like you know Jerry and my parents. Have. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, because that's another story for you there. Yeah. I grew up with a pool, and I hate pools. I absolutely hate them. All I look at a pool, like we're looking at a house, and it's got a pool. I'm thinking work, work and money, mm -hmm. maintenance and money, heating costs, money, pump going out, money. Whenever you try to sell, it's always it, money. Tell me, is it always the item that's like, well, if you refix this part of the pool, we'll buy. You know what I mean? Because there's so always some inspection issue. So when we bought issue. our house, we didn't. It was when did we buy it? 
April or May. So the pool was still closed. And then the and we so we couldn't, couldn't we didn't it. know. Oh. So when we moved in we found out that it had been crumbed or... backward. So however the filtration system was supposed to go, it went the opposite way. Oh. Which my boyfriend at the time was like furious. And I was like, Who cares? it works, it's just backward, <laughs> but it still works. <laughs> and it did. We never had any issues yeah, right. with it. But I, I've learned that a pool can go one of two ways. It's either a huge deterrent. Or people want one. You've eliminated a lot of your buyers, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And we um, had six kids all together, so that's why we wanted it yeah. specifically. Because we're like, they can all be here. Yeah. They can have family parties. So it worked for us. But it's certainly You can pay more for, for insurance, and then the neighborhood yeah. kid drowns there, and then you're getting sued. And right. Or that. It costs a lot of money. So we can't, when we got our second house, which I love, it's our house I live in now. It's, it is, it's in Hilliard, and, but the lot is ginormous. But it's up against a train track. So I remember when we were buying it, we had a long, Steve and I had a long talk. He's like, well, I mean, wh- wh- where are you looking for this? You're looking like you're going to, the kids are going to go to high school there and you're going to be off and you don't care. You know, go look at it times when the train's coming through all this stuff. And the train is not an issue now. But I remember at the time we went into the house and the realtor turned around and she's like, all right. So one thing I see is that there is one of those at home cameras in here. So she's like, I'm not saying they're watching your reaction to things, but assume everything you're saying is being listened to and but being watched. But I would be if I had an in So don't camera. come in here and say, why would these idiots do this, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So that was the first heads up. And I remember when we saw the train, we were walking to the place. I have, there was like post-its, so you could write notes and stuff. And they like, I think put out some stuff for us. And I was, I looked over the realtor and I was like, should I, should I on the post-it draw a little train track and put it up to the... Put it up to the, to the uh, video yeah. so they yeah. can see and be like, let's talk price. But say choo choo. We got a little choo 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 coming through here that might need to drop the price down a little mm-hmm. bit. So you I did not do that. You couldn't but, look through the underwear drawers that day anyway. Well, at least not in the living room because that's where the camera was. But if they got one, I'm assuming they got more. So they probably went big and went, or, yeah. Yeah. I would assume, and too. they're still watching him today. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They had the whole we house. Told you Dude, we told you. Yeah. Those things weird me bugged. out. Like I'm always wondering. Like if I'm at home with the kids, I always think like, is my wife sitting here like watching me on this thing? Turn it around. Yeah. Face it against the wall. It's just weird. It weirds Why would me out. they have that? Well, they have them for like security and stuff like that. But most of the security is really, system now is it really scary out in Hilliard? I don't think so. Well, I mean, like, that's a good question. The other thing is, I've heard people with animals. They like want to check in on their animals, so they have these things. So they'll like get online at work and be like, "What's Rover yeah, doing today? He's running around. around. He's watching. Couch. He's on oh, the couch. He's still yeah, a he's, dog. He's yeah. destroying he's the couch. Well, so you know these cameras nowadays. Everybody's got that kind of stuff. I mean, we have now the ring. What they do? Hack the yes. ring, and they were making. I'm saying yeah. Claus kids, and they're like, "What is that? Coming yeah. to get you? Yeah, yeah it's crazy now." It's we so, just have the uh, don't open the door if you don't know who it I, is. If There's I, a window yeah. and a peephole and an upstairs. Like you can find out. Always but if say, I was a realtor, do you now, have a warrant? Oh, that's what I'm going to start teaching my 12 year old for sure. Yes. That would be hilarious. Can you imagine a 12 year old being yeah. like, "Do you have a warrant?" Yeah. <laughs> but if I was a realtor now, I would say that. Like I would say, "Hey, the world we live in. You know, if you're really trying to buy a house, you probably shouldn't talk a bunch of smack about what you don't like about the house." Because there's a chance somebody's watching. I mean, well, who cares? You can talk some. The only reason I think it matters is because, like I said, the experience I had buying my second house, they were turning people down just based on, you know, they didn't think they were a good fit for the house and for the area. Because it is a seller's market. And they have that choice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, no, I don't want to accept that. I think they wanted a nice family with kids to do to move in. And they got you. And they got me. (laughs) Yeah, sucker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So do realtors actually, I, I've always wondered this too, if if you get, you said if an offer that's 50,000 low or really low and you get sort of sheepish, you got to call the realtor and say, sorry, but this is coming. Uh, I always feel like the realtors always know what the bottom line is and just watch the game unfold. I mean, it all just depends. You have sometimes that people are in upside down in a house and you know what they have to make yeah. to, in order to sell it. So as you're as or like as, a builder on a spec home, they have a certain number that's correct. usually pretty there's, standard. There's that's a, different. There's a bottom line that you should know as that agent what the people can accept and what they can't. Um, everybody's and, different. And this dual representation nonsense, I don't care. That doesn't make any sense. What is it's it? like the well, buyer and the seller? Yeah, mm -hmm. you represent both ends of the deal. It's like, well, I'm sorry, I can't communicate to you. And it's like, could you do that as an attorney? I'd be no. disbarred. Right. Uh, you can right. sign a waiver, but it's always no, awkward. You right. couldn't do that. Not on you both can sides represent of it. Co-defendants. Not on both sides of a buy-sell transaction. You can never do that. No, you couldn't do that, I guess. Yeah, I was a, using analogous to Even like co-defendants co gets real dicey. I mean, it's, I don't it's think a, we've ever, I don't remember the last time we really did that. But there's a lot of lawyers out there that will. They'll do it all the time. Same, they'll and just then, sign a, a waiver that, hey, you realize I represent this person too. And you Yeah. Know, I yeah. mean, that's, I think that's what it, I, I think, because I haven't done it in a while and I oh, don't yeah, remember. A form. But there's a form. Like, you can represent the person buying the house and the per person selling the house. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't can't. know how you can do it well. You can't. Yeah, and I, I remember asking. I, them, I don't know how because I, I would overhear conversations with the what the realtor was saying, mm -hmm. and they would say, "Look, I've looked at the comparables. It's the most expensive house want, on the, on the block. Are for you yeah. serious about this price? Like, yeah, you want somebody working? Then for you'd it. have the fear that the realtors working for themselves and themselves. Well, only. that's what I would assume they're that's, doing that's if they're I willing would, to take on both. They if the they were taking on both, sold. I would feel that they they don't have either party's best Correct. interest. They now, have theirs. Now, Correct. Here's the That's other how side. I would see it. Here's the other side though. If you're if you're like a well known realtor or a realty group in a certain area and you are the one that is a lightning rod for buyers and sellers, it's like you sort of want to get in house and say, All right, well you're gonna bring me a buyer, I'll take it, man. I don't care. Or or dad selling his house to the son. Well, that's a different that's, case. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just a clear-cut no, deal, giving them a deal right. on the house. If I want right. to sell my house and my realtor can bring a buyer, it's like, I'll be cool with that if I have trouble selling my house. But it's not fair to the buyer, probably. That's what I'm saying. Depends like, it's like harder. It depends on who the realtor yeah. likes more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They right. probably want a higher price, I guess, because that's what's driving the numbers is money. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the higher it is, the bigger the percentage, or the bigger the number. Yeah. Based on the percentage. That's sort of scary. A little bit. But they're only making twelve dollars an hour. Net twelve. <laughs> Some. So. You know, there's like ten realtors that are making way yeah. more than that. Yeah, and everybody right. else right. is struggling to get by so to, make, to it, make to pay their Mercedes right, payment. Now, now I'm in now I'm in. So what I'm biting on this one. So why are the ones that uh why are the ten making more? Because that probably is true. You probably have oh. the ones on top are making infinitely more, a huge percentage more. Because they typically have a team. So yeah. they've started out making twelve dollars an yeah. hour, but they're smart and they had a good business model and a plan yeah. that they followed. Yeah, started up there, started hiring people below them to do yeah. work. They get a cut of that percentage, and that's how that yeah. happens. And they signed a contract with E Entertainment to be on there and be they a million house, dollar listing. Yeah. 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 You seen those shows? Yeah, well, they only it? sell like million dollar homes. Yeah, they yeah. Only, yeah, yeah. And the wife like does taxidermy for a living and dresses it up. <laughs> and they're like, really? That's your budget? I meant what? Okay. Yeah, I those shows do they blow my mind like that? I have a friend that does, and that made me think twice about them. So like house hunters and things mm -hmm. like that. I have a friend that has been on several of those shows as the realtor. Now she does have some realty experience in the states, but these are the ones that take place internationally, mm -hmm. and she does not a realtor there. But she's an actress. Well, right. 
So right. they have an actress come in and play the realtor. You For know sure. What I mean? um, but it is crazy when it's like he's a school teacher mm-hmm. and she's a stay at home mom and their budget is $1.2 million. I actually did a marketing like, piece crap. like that for some agents where I did like an HGD, HGTV. I can't, that's hard to say. Yeah. HGTV is all like, and there's like a picture of a couple and he was like, I play the banjo and she like dresses squirrels. Like that was their profession, budget Jeez. 6 million. Like, yeah, right. It's crazy. It's, yeah. yeah and it's not. My right. dad was CEO of Walmart. Yeah. I also have oh, a trust fund. Money. I forgot to mention that part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Oops. Yeah. All right. So oversight. one more, or actually a few more questions. What, what the hell does a title company do? Okay. So when you buy a car and you have your car title and you switch it over, yeah. it's pretty, I think, I do marketing, but it's pretty much the same thing. And you have the title company searches the title for the house. So you don't want to take on somebody's tax liens or mechanics oh. liens. You need to make sure that if the house is a hundred years old, that the title has been accurately switched over from person to person. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clean so you, title. You, yeah. All you're doing is paying somebody so there's not a problem later and you got somebody to sue. So they're giving you a title insurance. Well, and basically. that's why and we have underwriters for mm-hmm. title insurance. Mm-hmm. So that if some like the underwriter approves it or doesn't approve it, whatever, we have to show them that we did the title search. We so you did have all to the act legwork. Like you did a lot of stuff and then you just sell an insurance policy. Oh, I don't know. I've watched the processors. I don't <laughs> want that job. It's like they're clean they're trying to clear up liens and they oh, have to search be, the owners yeah. and if the one owner's John Smith, there's fifty million and oh. then you gotta it's not no, I don't, I don't I, want I, that. I don't, I don't yeah. mean to no, just out of it, yeah. I remember the country club days I was there and they'd have golf outings and we'd have all of this mm-hmm. and that. I always liked the title people the best. They they were always now they they always seem to have the most money too. I'm not, I don't know why that is, but they they seem to. What I, am I doing? I don't wrong? know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> but I always liked their personalities. Yeah, they a, they were less pretentious than the other you know I mean people involved in the bankers that were there than the the realtors that were there. Because we're kind of the middle. We're, we're the middle. We're the hub. We we work with the lenders. We work with the realtors. We work with the buyers or sellers like we work with everybody yeah but we're just the fun people yeah. you have to have us whether you like us or not right and, well, uh, and you've got to find i mean you, there's not uh, to me that seems like some not to discount what you do but there's probably competition there so you want to be the title company that you that the realtors select that the for sure that yeah. whoever the seller because then you get more money mm-hmm. and in order to get that you need to grease the skids right yeah. you need to keep people happy you have to be and, fun and, and, be and fun happy and, and you got to cuz you're right there's 8 million title companies in yeah. central ohio and they're all great they all know how to search title and right but you want yeah the more realtors you have or lenders that you have working with you the more money your company makes that's mm-hmm. what the end goal is business mm-hmm. um so yeah mm-hmm. that right. makes sense yeah the title people are fun. We have to, yeah, you grease hesi- all the wheels. You hesitated. Well, I was, I was just, I was just contemplating every time I see the fee and the line items on the closing statement for title work, and I'm just like, hey, I didn't do anything. Yeah, then it's like I looked on. We're going to do this a podcast at my office at the end of the month when yeah, everybody's look. working 13 hours, and then we're going to chat. Sure. So they work one day a month <laughs> for 13 hours, yeah. and uh, then that's when you bring people in to see the work. Then as soon as everybody leaves, well, like, you can right, get it, you right, can sure. get it itemized. Bring out the beers. So it's like, wait a minute, sixteen margaritas. Yeah, wow, why am I paying for that? Yeah, it's all part of the process, there, Steve. Just I mean, relax can't you just into Google it. it. Can I just go to the website online and say, 
I mean, you could, but it probably comes with a guarantee or from you. No, it's a racket because the bank won't let you get the loan. Unless Does you it get protect the you? Oh, for sure. It protects everybody. Yes. yes. So the bank, yeah. if you're taking out it's a insurance. loan, you have to have title insurance. Yeah. You, have to have, you have to because they're giving you X amount of money. They want to make sure their ass is covered. Yeah. I don't right. blame them. Yeah, you can't walk in the bank and be like, no, I Googled it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Look here. <laughs> I Mary, Mary, Mary owned it in 62. And then I think it's Roger Dodger. He was there like from 78 to 74. I think everything's tied up it's all good yeah it's right all, it's all, yeah. I, I, trust I me. need that 550k yeah, I mean I mind. feel like 90 not 90 probably 85 percent of the time everything is pretty easy but then you get like you get a trust you get somebody who's passed away and it's an inheritance with like four people and then one of them has passed away and they haven't signed off on things and you got to go way back and clear it because you could have a I understand. Uh, uh, and look, I just, because I did have to, I, I had a transaction like that. I had a cabin, I had property up in uh, Perrysville and I sold it and it was a mess. I mean, it was, uh, there was an older guy living there in a trailer on like the front 30 acres. And then I had a cabin on the back 60 and uh, there used to be, there was a road that was owned by the uh, Muskingum Water Conservancy District that that was an easement to get yeah, back to easement. all the property. And then, I was going to say he adversely then, possessed that and, property. And, and then that road was supposed to go up the ridge to what, to the top of the hill where there was a bunch of other people living there. And it was a mess. One, because the old guy was living there with a life estate. So oh. he sold his 30 to the guys who sold me the property, and he had a life estate. All right. So a little that's, bit of tenants in common going on, too. And I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. I understood that from the bar exam. Oh, he's got a life estate. And, and I remember telling, I bought it with uh, with Chris up there. I remember saying, no, it's no big deal. When he's dead, we get it. But I also knew in the back of my head, that could be real headache. That's yeah. going to be fun to try to sell. <laughs> right. And yeah. then, uh, and then uh, it turns out. He might out, come swim in our pool. In the back of my head. That neighbor. We had a pond. But uh, then the the road by the Conservancy District. So the Conservancy District was created back as like public works in the 30s as part of the New Deal or whatever that was. And, you know, that wasn't Green where. Green New Deal, dude. That's the Green New Deal. And that wasn't where it was supposed to be. So I it, we sold and I'm getting calls from the title pe- people. And they're asking me, do I know where this road's supposed to be? And they're, they're showing me the maps. And I was like. What? I'm like, is it not? Do there? I know? He's like, is it not? <laughs> I mean, look, I didn't create the road. It's been there that way for the last decade. So it was a mess. I don't know how they ever sorted it out. Yeah, I don't. But then you no. had, with the old man, didn't you have people that, no, I'm allowed to, you find people trespassing on your oh, property. Yeah. I know Woody. It's and they're like, like oh, well, Woody's been dead for five years, dude. Yep. <laughs> His life estate is canceled. Yeah. Right. It's like, I go up there and I, I'm going up, I'm turkey hunting or something. I'm So turkey hunting, you wear all camo. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and it's shotguns, all camo. All right, I you know it's just a situation where there's no give us give it to us. <laughs> you can do it better than yeah. He can do it good. He can do it good. Yeah. So I, I'm that's an walking, impressive life skill yeah. right there. <laughs> I get I, I'm walking up in the woods and there's some dude just sort of walking along and he's got like cut off camo shorts, um, like tennis shoes. So he was going like, to court t-shirt <laughs> and a, and a camo t-shirt and a hat and the hat wasn't camo, but I'm looking at him. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Oh, yeah, I'm Woody's. I, I know Woody. I'm just I'm hunting mushrooms. And uh, and I was like, I'm hunting turkeys. And I got a fucking gun in my hand. <laughs> and you're walking through the woods wearing camouflage. What are you, dumb? Snow White. And Get out of the way. First of all, it's not your property. And Woody's been dead for three years. <laughs> yeah. So did he find what any mushrooms? Oh, he had a whole bag of them. Mm. And give me the damn mushrooms. Did you say okay, yeah, yeah, you can sell those. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so he's like, morels are morels. They're tasty, man. Yep. Tasty. Sorry, man. It's like, look, 
No. Sorry, dude. <laughs> and now we all know that this property, and where is it again? It was up in Perrysville. Yeah, they Tons have mushrooms. And ginseng. So that was the other big thing. Like oh, the, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, did a, I saw a case on a Portsmouth ginseng case, theft of ginseng. Yeah, if you don't have it's the right permit. It's actually labeled yes. mm-hmm. in the statute. It theft of ginseng. Mm-hmm. You and need it's a permit. Pun- it's punished, but it's like a misdemeanor second degree. It's a big deal. It's worth a lot, too. But there was, I'd always go down, and I, I never knew where it was. It was like a family secret or something from Woody's clan, and they always they would go dig it up every year, and they're like, I, somebody would come up to visit or something. There's some old old lady up in the woods there, and I was like, that's ah, Woody's sister. She's looking for ginseng. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that ginseng. I was like, wow. I, let her, I let her take it. it Real like, gold. It's, it's the yeah. nephews. It's every doofus around that would just say, well, I know Woody. And it's like, well. Everybody knows what yeah. And then I had a partner up there. And, and then the next best one was, well, you know, I, I talked to the owner up there and he said it was totally cool. I'm looking. I was like, well, I am the owner. Was I drunk for that conversation? <laughs> I don't remember telling you that. Oh, it must have been the other guy. You know, the tall guy with blonde hair. I was like, no, no, that's not him either. Well, when you're in the woods like that, it's like you're walking through the woods. So it's like, who knows what property you're crossing well, they, over onto. Look, they know damn well what property it was, and it was obvious what property it was. You, and they've known you it should have years. just gotten a banjo and walked behind them. <laughs> yeah. You know, like right, deliverance. Right, right, right. right. That would be I funny. told this story before. My dad had property like that. Like, I know Woody kind of thing, but he would go to Woody every time. He would knock on Woody's door and he would bring him something every time. It helps when he Woody's took alive. back to, to fish or whatever. He would it say, helps hey. helps when there is Woody. Yeah, when Woody's yeah. still hey, living. I got some quail. Woody's Here, real. take some quail. You care if I take my kid back and fish in the pond? Sure. Every time he would knock on the door. Every time. And and there were people yeah. that, like the guys who, the people who sold me a house, I would give them permission because they were like the little policemen there that, you know, they still lived in the area. They were a great family, good kids. They liked to hunt and fish and search for mushrooms. I let them go take all the mushrooms they wanted because, you know, they kept the riffraff out. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it got to the end, and I was finding people. I mean, we were finding you – hear, uh, you hear a gunshot during bow season. It's like these people are up there shooting bucks on my property now, with so, guns. Uh, speaking of riffraff and real estate, you got a call earlier today. Somebody wanted to buy your house. Oh, yeah, I get this call from this this company out of the blue. And it was it, it, we was, were saying, it was this morning, but you didn't know. It could have been business. You, I mean, I saw you look at your phone. I didn't minute, even like, think he was speaking English. Well, it was broken. I heard broken. I don't even think it was. I thought it was a prank he call. He just asked me if I wanted to sell my house. And I was like, yeah, I gave him a cash. He goes, what's the cash price? I gave him the price. And I thought that would be the end of it. But I, obviously, I had listed the house last year, and now they're they're fishing around. They're fishing around, and, and they asked me, so you're like, Cash value. They're like, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you cash for it. A million dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, this. He was like, I'll take $550,000 for it. And they're like, well, when can you do that? He's like, if you got the money today. Yeah. I mean, like, let's right. live. I write the check. Let's do this. Get your wheelbarrow. They're fill not it up. going to, though. No. See, we no. got a phone call like that <laughs> yeah. um, like two weeks ago at work. Don't made. take a check either. They, um, yeah, yeah, don't take a personal check for yeah. it. Um, my boss got that phone call and she had it on speakerphone and they, yep. it was the same thing. And she, I forget, she told him like 900, that like something, like a $300,000 house and she yeah. tripled it. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to look into it and we'll get back to you. Right. And I was like, and she goes, I mean, if they want to give yeah. me, the, I'll move. Yeah. I will Say move. $900,000 and two Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Well, they, yep. That's what they asked him. They were like, oh, well, how long would you need to move out? He's like, well, I'd have to find a place. And they're like, so two, three months? He was like, I'm thinking like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get out there today if you come to me with the <laughs> yeah. cash. I could stay in a hotel till I find right, a place. Right. Let's I'll figure be it out. Just, yeah. But then they were like, you know, any updates needed? Uh, do you need, the, you know, how's the outside? And they're asking, he, he, was, he was wording it to a point where it sounded 
Maybe, maybe maybe they were book, gonna home alone you and like rob you. Well, I told him I was like, nope. I was like, here comes the mailers and the contractors because you said the kitchen work needed done. Boy, they're gonna come in there. Here's they're gonna the, nail you. You, know, you were talking. I don't mean to interrupt what you're well, saying, but it's like you were talking earlier about um, you know scams and things like that to go along this line. You're like, well, Hilliard, Hilliard's not that dangerous. I had three, so the ADT came and installed my my system like they normally do when I when I moved the first time. I had two other. We called the police. Two other folks accost me like when I'm at the mailbox, like pull up, and they even had like stuff hanging around their their neck, like who they were. Lanyards, yeah, yeah. And they was like, "Well, we just need to update your ADT. Is everything going okay?" And I'm like, "You guys did that already." And he's like, "Well, you know, it's just routine, da da da." Like nice cars, look like they work for it, like had the jackets. We called ADT, and they were like, "No, we don't do that. We don't surprise you like that." See, if you just so, have cats to guard your house, well, you they go. don't show up to go. update but it anything. Me. I was like, dude, the, you're the, I was like, the second, the, the second time the person came, I was like, listen, yeah, so I don't know what the heck's going the on here. In my chamber exactly. where I keep all the guns. I was like, I don't know what's and going on here, but you're the, the third person here. And now you claim to be with ADT and they say they don't do that. He left pretty quick. Wow. So, yeah. You say, I've, I've had people do that before. I say, sure, I'll meet you right over there. Well, I'll just follow me right to the Warrington Police Department. We'll tell them if it's legit, then we'll be cool. You can check out all you want. Yeah, that usually that usually sends yeah, them that, That's actually a good response. Sends them scurrying around, but um, all right, we covered the. Thank we, you. Yeah, we covered the talk for coming today. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've I know been, I'm going to go enjoyable. back to my office and read emails that I haven't read all day. Yeah, I got to do the same. But we'll yeah. probably do some more business in the future. I hope for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm is, excited. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good potential there. So. Anyway, we should probably go through the standard routine, right? So here we are at Studio C. That is at channel511.com. You can look it up. Lots of pictures there. Lots of podcasts live here too, Missy. Mm-hmm. Lots of comedians Lots. on South High. Growing uh, all the time. It is. It we is. Didn't, we didn't mention Jeff's. We, we, we didn't gotta, mention Jeff's. Soon we to say be, that for another day. We, well, let's just say lots to come, including a maybe exclusive Jeff show. Well, not exclusive. A couple other people, but... Uh, no, I'm just I'm just sort of a voice in you're it. Gonna be the host. It's, it's a brainchild of my two buddies. So you can hone your comedy chops. I'm yeah. gonna try. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna try. Yeah, yeah. you'll be. This good could at be it. the right space I'm gonna for need, you. I'm gonna need one of the boys over there, though. So and we'll you see. certainly have a face for podcasting, so you are set. Thank you. We got the fight boys going to be on there. The fighters there. Boxers, MMA, professional boxer, professional MMA. We have this affinity for fighting, anything fighting, boxing, UFC, lopers. Bare knuckle, anything. Um, we we we're just fight fans, and we have this uh, love for food. So we've we're gonna make a connection to podcasts, fighters, and, and food. Soon to be, soon yeah. to be. Good fighters stuff, and, and that'll happen right here at Studio C. That is at channel 511com You can check that out if you didn't hear that the first time. Now, why is it five one one? Because we're located conveniently right downtown at five eleven South High. And why does it sound so good? I mean, believe it or not, it sounds awesome. That's because of Freddie B. Getting it done, engineer. Engineer up at Studio B, where he also records music, performances, and other things, even unrelated to podcasting. So we can accommodate that too. We even had audiobooks recorded here as well. But audio is not enough for you. We can do video too. That means we've got a whole interview set. You can check that on, out online. Just go to YouTube, Channel 511. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should maybe do that right now. It's a good opportunity. A little bit confused by YouTube, no big deal. Go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom. You will see the YouTube icon. Just click it. It'll take you right to where you need to be. And you can ring the bell. It'll tell you when all the great stuff is coming out. Jared has been rocking and rolling with the comedians on South High, as we've discussed, even today. And that is growing, 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 almost out of control, man. We're going to we're gonna be uh, beating the fans back. Herding cats. Herding cats. Herding cats. 
And you and, won't need a security system. <laughs> and, and all the pictures, all the video, all the awesome uh, visual content brought to you by Dan Buckley, Dan Buckley Photographer. I mean, he really started making it happen. So when you're seeing those awesome photos on the webpage, when you're seeing the individual podcast with awesome photos, you're seeing the individual podcast with awesome website, that is thanks to Dan. So this has been Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air with Missy Chaffin. You, Chaffin's. Chaffins. Chaffins. Oh. No, there's an S. Chaffins. It doesn't end in a vowel or an N. It was going so, <laughs> it was going so smoothly. So chatting smooth. with Chaffins. So we've been chatting with, with Yeah, we've been chatting with Missy Chaffins of Land Cell Title Agency Inc. and probably lots more to come from her too. So lawyer talk off the record on there at least until now. Yay, that was, that was good. so fun. Glad you made it. <laughs>